win or lose. We're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. That is amazing. Wow. What a game. Oh, my. Unbelievable. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. At the buzzer, knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes. He made it. Yes. Reverse layup is good with five seconds left. Put six on my staff. First title in program history. Being an in-state kid, everything that I wanted in school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Camaraderie, feel to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown, led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point on it. At the buzzer! It's gone! Oh, my goodness! Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. That's all anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Good evening and welcome into Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Week six of the high school football season, the Friday night lights at the high school level. Is there some college game going on tonight? We don't even know anything about that front. Jesse Nelson along with the Dean Dennis Semra. We are excited to bring you this broadcast from historic Bree Stevens Field between the number one ranked Columbus Cardinals and the Edgewood Crusaders. Good evening, everybody. Again, my name is Jesse Nelson. I am joined by the Dean of Area High School Sports in the Madison area because, Dennis, we have a brand-new audience that we're introducing ourselves to on Daily Dodge TV with our friends at ESPN Beaver Dam. ESPN Beaver Dam, ESPN Madison combining for one spectacular high school football broadcast, at least in my opinion, here tonight. <laughs> Excited to bring it with uh, everybody here tonight. Dennis? Oh, awesome, yeah. And uh, my buddy Mike Thronson gets the night off. He's at a reunion. Union in Minnesota this weekend. Tim Haldeman so, as well. Yep. We're, we're happy to step in for the fellas. Ninja's here with us, though. He's still working hard on the video. We, we all know who's in charge so. anyway, right? That's that guy yeah, right betcha. there. Uh, this is so cool. The hall monitor, Ninja, and the Dean. What a crew we've got <laughs> assembled here at Bree Stevens Field. We are so excited to bring you this game tonight. The number one ranked Columbus Cardinals and the Edgewood Crusaders. Tonight's game is presented on Daily Dodge TV by Hometown Glass and Improvement and by Columbus Family Dental. Tonight's broadcast on Daily Dodge TV, also brought to you by Prairie Ridge Health, McKinstry's Home Furnishings, Kladowski Real Estate, Beaver Dam Tire and Service, Slumberland in Beaver Dam and Watertown, Silica for your home, White Construction, Summit Ford, Surefire, Richards Insurance, Mayville Tire and Service, Park Village Shopping Center, Preferred Dental Partners, Jerry's Automotive, Air Care, The Dump in Cambria, and Reed Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And of course, this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison 
and Wisconsin On Demand. And Dennis, let's talk about the Edgewood Crusaders at home tonight. They are 1-4 and four entering play against the number one ranked team in the state, the Columbus Cardinals. If Edgewood wants any chance to keep its postseason hopes glimmering alive, they're going to need a monumental upset here on their home turf tonight. Uh, yeah, Columbus is ranked number one uh, for a reason. <laughs> Got a 19-game win streak. They had only five letter winners back from last year, but they both were two. All of them were two-way players, so that's like having ten starters back, right? But the big one's Colton Brunel, and that's one of the keys to the game is stopping him tonight uh, for Edgewood. And then, meanwhile, for the Columbus Cardinals, a team that last year ran the gauntlet, upset Catholic Memorial in one of the most recent great state championship games in Division Four, as the snow flew on Camp Randall Stadium on that Thursday night in November. The Cardinals have their eyes set on playing just down the road a few extra miles again this November. But first, stick to business, take care of everything in the regular season, and win this Capital Conference. Yeah, the, well, last year, Andrew Selgra had one of the all-time pregame speeches. When I asked Colton Brunel about it, he goes, he doesn't remember so too much of it because he was so focused on winning that game. But uh, Coach uh, Channel is inner her Brooks. He talked about what it was going to take to beat the beast called Catholic Memorial, said their time is over. Our time is now. And we rallied around him. It wasn't a miracle on ice but like with uh, Coach Brooks, but hey, the game was played in snowy conditions, so <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and that was, that, it was awesome. And I've covered Columbus back to the 90s. That was a return to glory for the Cardinals. Their first championship game since 1996, and they made the most of it when they were able to defeat the three-time defending state champion Catholic Memorial Crusaders. Those two teams, could they be on another uh, collision course again this year, Dennis? Or I forgot if Catholic Memorial is up one division this year. Well, it looks like not. Columbus might be down to Division 5 this oh, year is what I hear. Okay. But again, we have to wait until the, all the, the field is set. Then they do the break by division, which is why Wanakee, which got uh, booted up to one, I'm hearing they're going to be back in Division Two this year, where Kettle Moraine is. So, I mean, right now it's all speculation. We wait till that last week, and that's all for the fans. The kids and the coaches, they just worry about game to game. Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin. Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau bringing it to you on ESPN Madison, 100.5 ESPN Madison, as well as Daily Dodge TV. Stepping in for Mike and Tim on the call tonight, it is our pleasure to bring you the number one ranked Columbus Cardinals and the Edgewood Crusaders. Dennis, as we look at what this game means for the Capital Conference, obviously Columbus is at the top. They've got this huge showdown with Lodi next week that's probably going to be for the conference title. But when we did our pre-season show at the start of this year on ESPN Madison, and we looked at the Big 8 and the Badger Conference, the Capitol was the conference that, for the second year in a row, seemed to have the most juice coming into this season. As we sit here now in week six, almost two-thirds of the way complete of the season, has that remained the case? Well, we had Lake Mills, Lakeside Lutheran, and Edgewood were included, teams that were ranked a year ago and were preseason ranked in the top 20. It has become a Lodi Columbus, and you look at the scores and what they've done so far. This is a trap game for Columbus because everybody in the community talks about Lodi and the conference championship, and these kids have to worry about this game. And they're 16, 17, 18-year-olds. You know, if somebody had a bad day with a test or a fight with a girlfriend or something, you've got to get them focused on this game because uh, anything can happen. You get a couple of turnovers, Edgewood gets the underdog, you know, you like to say if the underdog hang, hangs around long enough, he's going to come back and bite you in the butt. So Columbus has got to come out right away and make a statement. No, 
we're not looking past you. We're focused right on you guys. We're going to take care of business. And then next week is next week. Dennis, one of the perks of being on Daily Dodge TV with Ninja as our video producer. We get to wave to the people. We're on camera, Dennis. Wave to the people. <laughs> We're on camera on Daily Dodge TV. That's where you can watch the game tonight. And then you can listen to the game on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Counting down to kickoff. We'll be back after this for some more thoughts as we get set for kickoff. Columbus and Edgewood on ESPN Wisconsin. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's Prep, Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental on Daily Dodge TV and on 100.5 ESPN Madison. My name is Jesse Nelson, joined by the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semerow. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles, and the trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Today's game broadcast is also brought to you on Daily Dodge TV by Prairie Ridge Health, McKinstry's Home Furnishings, Kladowski Real Estate, Beaver Dam Tire and Service, Slumberland in Beaver Dam and Watertown, Silica for your home, White Construction, Summit Ford, Surefire, Richards Insurance, Mayville Tire and Service, Park Village Shopping Center, Preferred Dental Partners, Jerry's Automotive, Air Care, The Dump in Cambria, and Reed Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Our game tonight, Dennis Semrau, the Columbus Cardinals, ranked number one in the state AP poll, visiting the Edgewood Crusaders who come in one and four. Some narrow losses on the Edgewood schedule. They are going to hope to not only remain competitive, but to keep their playoff hopes alive. This would be a monumental win if they could pull off the upset of the number one ranked team in the state on the home turf at historic Bree Stevens Field. Yeah, you talk about a signature win, none better. <laughs> Knock off defending state champions. That sure would do it tonight. We will see if that does, in fact, end up being the case. The Columbus Cardinals in their road white uniforms, red letters and numbers, white helmets with the Columbus Cardinal decal on either side. The Edgewood Crusaders in their home gold uniforms, white letters and numbers with the white helmet and the Edgewood Crusader logo on either side. These Cardinal uniforms are awesome. It's a, you can really read the numbers. I mean, and, the red and white stand and out. And here I was thinking you just think they're awesome because they look almost like the Wisconsin Badgers are playing out That's here on true. Bruce Stevens Field. Yeah, but, we can't watch the Badgers, so we're watching the color under the Cardinals. And, you know, for those of you tuning in hoping to find uh, Luke Fickle, you're in the wrong place. But we do have two other Fickles in action tonight. Aiden and Ashton, two of the uh, twin brothers of the Fickle family, members of the Edgewood Crusader football program. Both sophomores, obviously their first season with the Crusaders this year. So, Dennis, as we go through the next couple of seasons, unless something drastic were to change in, in some other life, I do believe that uh, the Fickle brothers will continue to be prominent players on the Crusaders team for the next couple of years. Yeah, starting as sophomores, they're a pretty good size. But as uh, Coach says, they're sophomores. They're going to be making mistakes. They're learning as they go. whole different level, varsity level. But uh, they've been impact players so far for uh, the Crusaders. Uh, continue to remind you that on our live video stream on Daily Dodge TV, 
you can weigh in on the comment section. That's something that they love doing on Daily Dodge TV, so we're going to incorporate it with Mike and Tim out tonight. So we've got all these great comments coming in already early on. Chris and Cassie both cheering on. Let's go, Columbus. Continue to weigh in. We'll give you a shout-out throughout the course of the broadcast tonight as well. And congratulations, Chris and Cassie. Guess what? Not only did we just mention you on Daily Dodge TV, but they're hearing you on 100.5 ESPN Madison with the simulcast tonight. So extra chance to be heard with your shout-outs in the comments section on Daily Dodge TV on tonight's presentation of high school football week six number one ranked columbus edgewood trying to keep its season alive kickoff is next on zimbraconda's presentation of prep mania on espn wisconsin Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau. Week six of the high school football season on 100.5 ESPN Madison and Daily Dodge TV. The number one ranked Columbus Cardinals, the Edgewood Crusaders, one and four, looking to keep their playoff hopes alive in the two-thirds mark of the season. Just about to get set underway from historic Brees Stevens Field. As we see it, moving right to left, the Columbus Cardinals will kick off. Auto Andler, number seven, will do the kicking. Two Crusaders are back to return. Week six of the high school football season. An overcast night at Brees Stevens Field. We're underway. Fielded up near the five-yard line. Returned to the middle field, 10, 15, and brought down just outside near the 20-yard line is where Edgewood will begin this first offensive series. On the return, that looked like uh, number 31, which is Quincy Mosley, the wide receiver on the return for the Crusaders. And Dennis Semrau coming out to lead the Crusaders at quarterback sophomore, Gannon Bagstaff. Yeah, that was Riley Knockreiner, by the way, on the tackle, number 14. Yeah, Gannon's first year as a starter. Comes in uh, completing uh, 66 of 128 uh, passes. He's got three touchdowns, three interceptions this year. Crusader ball on the left hash. First down and 10. First play from scrimmage is a handoff, and a give goes virtually nowhere. Just a yard, maybe two out to the 20-yard line. Cade Patterson, number nine, the running back on the carry. Picks up maybe a yard to the 21. Yeah, this uh, front line is uh, pretty good for Columbus. Averages about 6'3", 225, one of the smaller ones. But Devin McCormick, a two-year starter on both offense and defense, defensive end, one of the guys to keep an eye on. He's got five tackles for loss this year. This is actually pretty hard to see where the uh, line down lines are here, Dennis. i got to admit, here's the handoff again. Patterson coming up the gut a couple of yards again out toward the 25-yard line. He is brought down. Looks like they're going to mark him, yes, at the 25-yard line. Sets up about third and five for the Crusaders here on the opening drive. So uh, Hunter Vaughn has called games here with you. Alex Strofe has called games here with you at Bree Stevens Field. It is primarily a soccer stadium, the home of Forward Madison FC. So there's no uh, down lines that are marked throughout the course of the um, 
uh, of the field, as you'll see. There's no uh, hash marks, I should say, indicated uh, with the 30, the 40, the 50, etc. On the throw, Bagstad incomplete, knocked down near the first down line. It was nearly intercepted by a Cardinal defender. And on third and five, it's incomplete. A Crusader is down, and Edgewood will have to punt following the injury timeout. That was number three, Jefferson Mowbray. He had a shot at that. Dickey was looking, pick six. <laughs> Got to catch the ball first there, but uh, three and out here right away. If I saw correctly, it looked like Holden Port number 33 was the injured Crusader down. We'll get a check to see if that's true here in just a moment as the Columbus team comes over toward its bench. Edgewood retreating to its as well with 10.39 to go in the first quarter. 10.39 to go in the first quarter. No score between Columbus and Edgewood here on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. So, Dennis, uh, early goings here for the Edgewood Crusaders as the injured player is still tended to out on the field. Uh, as we talk about Edgewood, 1-4 entering play tonight, 0-3 in Capital Conference play. This is a team that has had some really solid success the last few years. They've played in tight games, close games, some tight playoff wins, some tight playoff losses. What's next for Jesse Norris and the Crusader program here, not just tonight, but looking ahead at what is to come for the Crusaders? Yeah, they're going to be moving back into the Badgers Small Conference next year. They were in the Badgers Small, then they were in the Rock for two years, and then the Capitol, now they're moving back. But a whole different Badgers Small. They are going to be smaller schools. They won't have crossover games against Awanakee, DeForest, for example. So I think uh, with the young team that uh, Jesse's got this year, they're going to be kind of building uh, for the next couple of years. I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, one of the keys to the game tonight for them was move the ball. And they need longer possessions. Well, what happens on the first one? Columbus with a three and out. But considering what Columbus's defense has done this year, they're only giving up about 57 yards a game rushing. 152 yards total on offense so they have been dominant not just offensively but defensively and then you look at uh, four running clocks most second halves they've only had a couple of possessions uh, which is kind of tough for the younger players the subs that want to play those uh, running clocks go by awful fast the injured player leaving the field for Edgewood was not number 33 Holden Port it's number 53 Alex Matsky who's helped to walk off toward the Edgewood sideline we hope that Alex ends up being okay out of the injury timeout, fourth down and five for the Crusaders. They will punt away. Will Kelly, number, or excuse me, number six, Carter Wiesicle does the punting for the Crusaders. Kicks it away. Bounces at the 45 of Columbus. Fielded near the 37-yard line. And a return up the right side. Comes out of bounds just outside the 45-yard line on the return for Brady Link, the senior wide receiver. Dennis, sophomore starting at quarterback for both of these teams. We mentioned Gannon Bagstad of Edgewood. Here comes Peyton Powers, the sophomore leading the way for the Columbus Cardinals. Yeah, completing 61% of his passes, uh, 12 touchdowns to one interception. Very efficient. He's also rushed uh, 16 times, averaging 8.4 yards a carry. A dual-threat quarterback. And if you're a Columbus Cardinal fan, you know all about the dynamic running back number zero, Colton Brunel, one of the best players in the state of Wisconsin. More on him in a moment. First down and 10 for the Cardinals. Brunel gets the carry running right side. Powers forward out beyond midfield into Edgewood territory and brought down near the 45-yard line. Columbus gets a first down. That's 10 yards for Brunel on the carry. Dennis, tell me about Colton Brunel. He is a superstar. Well, he's averaging uh, 8.9 yards a carry, 17 touchdowns this year. Just past the career mark of 6,000 yards last year. 
He's on target to end up as the all-time leading rusher in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, four regular season games here to go, and you know how long a playoff run they might have. Yeah, the all-time leading rusher in the state of Wisconsin. When I first saw that stat, I was amazed that that could be the case. Brunel gets the carry again on first and ten for the Cardinals. Barreling forward, he falls to the 40-yard line, gain of about five. Let's call it second down and five upcoming for the Columbus Cardinals under 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. No score. Columbus and Edgewood on Zimberconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. He's going to be running a lot behind the center, Devin McCormick, who is a three-year starter. Also, I like uh, the size on the right side, Wyatt Graffin and uh, Ray Guerrero. Guerrero, 6'5", 270, right tackle. Ball on the right, hash, two receivers left, one to the right, pistol formation, Powers awaits the snap, gets it, hands it off, Brunel running left, tries to get outside the block, he has it, now cutting forward, first down yardage, and brought down shy of the 30-yard line, outside the numbers, another powerful run for Colton Brunel, you can see the physical force of those offensive linemen for Columbus setting up Brunel to have so much success, he moves the chains for the Cardinals, first and ten, continuing into Edgewood territory. Yeah, another first down, they've had... Uh Three plays, three first, uh, two first downs, and uh, you got a horse, you're going to ride them. But uh, you know when they need to, uh, Peyton Powers will be there to complete some passes too. But it's fun just watching uh, Brunel uh, take on the defense. On the left hash, one receiver left, two to the right. Pistol formation again for the sophomore quarterback Powers. Man in motion left to right. Snap and a handoff running Brunel again. Right side runs right into an Edgewood defender. Flag is down. As it stands, it would be a loss of a yard, maybe two for Brunel, but let's check the flag with 8.44 to go in the first quarter. Awaiting the call. It looks Holding. like a hold, and it is against Columbus, so that'll back up the Cardinals. Something tells me the strategy doesn't change, though, Dennis, for our first time seeing Columbus this year. You still probably want to give it to Brunel here and work that clock and just you know, continue to overpower the opponent. That's what has been the formula leading Colton Brunel having a chance of becoming the all-time leading rusher in the state of Wisconsin in high school football. Continues to amaze me that that could be the case here coming up before the season's end. They just pound the rock. That's all the Cardinals want to do right now. Ball on the right hash. One receiver set to either side. Fake the give. Pass over the middle of the field. Is caught in stride and all the way into the end zone. Touchdown Columbus. Tight end Jefferson Mowbray. Hauls it in for six. Number one ranked team in the state, wasting no time. The first pass of the game for the Cardinals results in six points on the board. Yeah, Mowry's second touchdown of the year. He came at average in 18.8 yards a carry. I think that'll go up a little bit on that 42-yard score. On for the point after, Otto Andler, 28 of 32 on the season for the Cardinals. Snap is a little high, and it is partially deflected. So the point after attempt, no good. Columbus 6, Edgewood nothing. 8.25 to go in the first quarter. You're listening to Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, powered by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Amer 6 nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. 8.25 to go in the first quarter. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Jesse Nelson and the Dean, Dennis Semrau on Daily Dodge TV and 100.5 ESPN Madison. Dennis Semrau, the Columbus Cardinals strike first at Bree Stevens Field. Four plays, 55 yards, 2.07 off the clock, 42-yard touchdown pass. 
Powers to Jefferson Mowbray. Remember, we have two Mowbrays. That is the senior Mowbray going to Mankato State next year. Kickoff is all the way back near the goal line, and it does go over the goal line. Remember in Wisconsin high school football that any ball in the air that does cross the goal line, no matter what, is ruled a touchback. So the Crusaders will get the ball first down and 10. And, Dennis, what does Edgewood have to do to try and avoid the three and out that they experienced on their first offensive series? <laughs> well, first of all, trying to get that running game going, but uh, they picked up, what, five yards on uh, two carries, incomplete pass first time around. So, again, they're trying to, uh, the offensive linemen, win their play, win each play. And right now the defensive line for Columbus is winning each play. One receiver set to the far of either side. Ball spotted in the middle of the field. Gannon bags that shotgun formation, takes the snap. Handoff Patterson trying to come up the middle, and he'll get just a couple of yards, maybe two on the carry. So a gain of, we'll call it two, to set up second down and eight for the Edgewood Crusaders. Yeah, Brady Link's going to be there all the time in all-conference defensive back last year. One of the five returning starters, two-way guy, too. And um, like he's got a nose for the football. Edgewood in their home burgundy uniforms, gold letters and numbers, white pants, white helmets, the Edgewood E on each side of the helmet. Columbus in their road white uniforms, red letters and numbers with the red Columbus Cardinal logo on either side of the white helmet. Bagstat to throw, rolling to the right side and fires out of bounds innocently, setting up third down and eight for the Crusaders. Yeah, single coverage over there. That was Jordan Mowbray, Jefferson's brother. Uh, younger brother here on the one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage. And uh, that one was thrown out of bounds. He wasn't going to complete that one. The Columbus Cardinals have had a great start to their season looking to defend as Division IV state champions. They are undefeated 5-0, and including four consecutive games that have featured a running clock. A 42-7 win at River Valley. 58-12 at Bigfoot, 49-7 against Lake Mills, and last week a 53-0 win over uh, Beloit Turner. So here we go, third down and eight for the Crusaders, looking to stay in this game. Bagstad throws, left side bobbled, incomplete near the left sideline. Intended for Joe Paulus, the senior wide receiver, couldn't quite haul it in, would have been near a first down had he been able to do so. Instead, out comes the punting unit for Edgewood, a second consecutive three and out for the Crusaders. Yeah, Luke Hall and uh, Riley Nachreiner over there on the coverage. And again, two possessions, two three and outs. Columbus leading 6-0, 7-34 to go in the first quarter. And the Cardinals about to get the football back. Here's the snap for the punt. Pressure coming. It's kicked away cleanly and hauled in at the 48-yard line on the return link. Trying to shake one defender now. Two steps backward, runs into his own man, and is dragged down at the 46-yard line. I liked what Link was trying to do there, but he just ran out of real estate <laughs> bumping into his own man, and he actually lost a yard or so on that return. That was Jordan Mowbray, number eight, again, trying to get out of the way, but... Uh you know, you don't know, quite know where the guy's juking back and forth, a little deke there. So, But again, a shorter field. It was a 55-yard drive, and uh, this time we're on the 47, so 53 yards away from a pay dirt. Pretty good crowd here tonight on an overcast evening as the, well, what was left of the sun on a cloudy day uh, sets on Brees Stevens Field, week six of the high school football season. Columbus Oops. and Edgewood. And a timeout is called by head coach Jesse Norris of the Edgewood Crusaders with 7.22 to go in the first quarter. I wonder what 
Coach Norris wants to talk about here. Dennis, you don't see that too often, calling a timeout right after the change of possession. What do you think Coach Norris is thinking there? Now we had one of those earlier this year where if they're just not quite satisfied with, uh, some, with a set rather than giving up a play, maybe a big play, uh, might as well use the timeout now. Usually you see that earlier in the season when teams are, you know, trying to find their, their mojo, you know, kind of what their a rhythm for the offense or defense. But, uh, again, Columbus is uh, – some Coach Norris must have seen something in that formation that had him alerted with what they called. Uh, again, you don't want to give up another big play right here. Um, you want Columbus to earn it last week in that uh, route over Boyd Turner – a lot of short touchdown runs there, five touchdowns uh, for uh, Brunel. And if you're going to give him up, you want those. You don't want that 50-yarder coming, which uh, he can do at any time. That's what, what's interesting. You never know when he touches the ball what's going to happen. Out of the timeout, sophomore quarterback Peyton Powers ready to lead the Columbus Cardinals on their second offensive series of the night. The first resulted in a touchdown pass to Jefferson Mowbray, the senior tight end. Here's first down, Brunel running forward, two, maybe three to the 49-yard line. Second down and seven upcoming for the Columbus Cardinals, just shy of midfield. Yeah, it was a nice tackle in there. It was, uh, is that 54? Yeah, that was uh, Kodiak. Lanham helped him up after the pile. Nothing wrong with that. You make the tackle and help the guy up, get ready for the next play. Under seven minutes to go in the first quarter. Second down and seven. Columbus with a 6-0 lead over Edgewood. Ball near the left hash. Two receivers set to the right. Nobody on the left. This time Powers wants to throw right side. Has a man too far out in front of the intended receiver, I should say. Number two, Brady Link, the senior. One of the leading receivers on the season for the Columbus Cardinals. Eight catches, 109 yards, and three touchdowns. He may have been thinking six had that throw been a little more in his realm. Instead, now third down and seven for Columbus. Oh, and you got a running back like Grinnell. You can take a chance there now. You can make it a, a third and long. But a good field position. If they don't pick up the first down, they're going to be able to pin, you know, flip the field and uh, keep Edgewood pinned inside their 20. It's a big defensive stand early in this game for the Edgewood Crusaders. 6.45 to go first quarter. Third and seven, Columbus, just shy of midfield. Here's the snap. Power steps up in the pocket, throws. Middle of the field, hauled in, complete. And again, it's Mowbray. Had the touchdown reception on the last drive here. He catches it over the middle of the field, tackled at the 35-yard line, moving the chains into Crusader territory, first down Columbus. That's some pretty good receivers. Mowbray only had five catches coming into this game, or four rather, so he's got, he's got half of what he had for the season. But again, when you're dominating teams with the run, they haven't had a throat too many times. Powers coming in. What was he averaging? Uh, about 10 pass attempts a game. It'll take about eight pass attempts. So I can see why. Two receivers set to the right, one to the left. Pistol formation for Powers, the sophomore quarterback. Takes the snap. Steps up, wants to throw again. Goes right side. Has Mowbray. And too far out in front of an incomplete. Looked like Mowbray may have gotten a little turned around trying to haul that football in. Second down and 10 for Columbus. Clock stops with 6.08 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, it has got a pretty good defensive line. Um, when I was talking to... Uh, Coach Selgrad, uh, earlier this week, he said, yeah, Kitz Miller and uh, Coates, uh, two of the veteran linemen, are pretty tough. And then you got Ashton Fickle, the sophomore, on the other end. So uh, they're going to run the ball a little bit, but they see something in that secondary that uh, they're trying to exploit right now. Second down and 10 for Columbus. At the 35-yard line of Edgewood, leading this game 6-0 early. 
Powers in a pistol formation, man in motion right to left. Here's the snap. Powers steps up, wants to throw again. Brunel out of the backfield. Looks like that's where Powers wants to go with it, and he's too far out in front of Brunel. Incomplete. And this Edgewood defense, Dennis, it seems has made an adjustment on this drive. Even though they gave up the first down pass completion, they are causing a little more commotion for Columbus to get in a groove offensively, facing third down now and 10. Yeah, they are. It's good to see uh, uh, Brunel out there. He's got uh, only one catch this year for 17 yards. But uh, see him coming out of the backfield. They're trying to exploit uh, the defense a little bit. But, yeah, Edgewood's hanging tough in there. If you can uh, get a punt or turn the ball over on downs here, that would be, uh, be a big plus for this Crusader team that is facing a, uh, almost an insurmountable task against Columbus. On the left hash, two receivers right, one to the left. Pistol formation. Powers takes the snap, wants to throw right side, oh. in and out of the hands of the intended receiver. Incomplete Riley Nackreiner, the senior Went up to go get it. It went right through his hands. It slipped a little bit. It is a little wet out there. It's been kind of misty throughout the course of the day into the evening here at Bree Stevens Field. Now fourth down and 10, Columbus with 5.57 to go in the first quarter. And let's see what Coach Selgrad decides to do here. At the Edgewood 35 with a 6-0 lead, you're the number one ranked team in the state, the defending state champions. If you want to assert your presence, this could be an opportunity to do so facing fourth and long. Kind of no man's land yeah. here with fourth and ten. Cardinals starting three sophomores in the offensive line this year, reloading there. That shows a lot of confidence in the guys going for it this uh, this early in the game. The offense is lining up for it to go for it. They will. Powers is going to throw left-hand side into double coverage. Incomplete. There was some contact, but no flag. Edgewood forces a turnover on downs. Yeah, that was awful tough there. Uh, looked like uh, there might have been a little physical contact there. With uh, 51, Beth, uh, with Seth uh, Myers uh, had his back, I think, to to the play. But um, nope, uh, when you're the big dogs, you're not going to get a lot of calls like that, I don't think, from the officials. So That's a huge play for the Edgewood defense to come up strong and stop Columbus as they were moving into Crusader territory. Now decent starting field position for Edgewood at their own 35-yard line. 5.51 to go in the first quarter. Trailing 6-0, it's Crusader football. One receiver set to either side. Stacked formation in the pistol. Here is Bagstad. Takes the snap. Hands it off. Patterson running left side. Barreling into the pile, but a bunch of Columbus defenders are there waiting for him. He got maybe back to the line of scrimmage and maybe a half yard more. And yeah, they'll give him the 36 to set up second down and nine for Edgewood. Yeah, Devin McCormick, 58, and Jack uh, Relke, 65. Met him in the hole there, and they were not going to be budged from their spot. This is a tough uh, defensive line for the uh, Edgewood offense to have to come up against. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. We're on Daily Dodge TV with our friends at ESPN Beaverdam as well as 100.5 ESPN Madison for tonight's game, week six of the high school football season. Bagstad, quarterback keeper, designed run, Faked the give, took it himself, but he barely got back to the line of scrimmage. In fact, based on where the official's walking up for this play, he may have lost a half a yard. Another third down and long for Edgewood. Yeah, they'll move that back just beyond the 35-yard line, yeah. which was the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, just, uh, just over 35, so I think there'll be a no gain, but it's still third and nine here. And... Uh, yeah. Bigstad has uh, rushed 22 times, only 41 yards. He hasn't had a lot of success with it this year, but uh, trying to change things up a little bit. 
uh, offensive line for the Crusaders, just not able to move the uh, Columbus defensive line much. It does appear that Edgewood is in no hurry on offense right now. They want to take their time and let their defense rest after being on the field for the majority of this first quarter. And now Coach Jesse Norris will call a second timeout in just a couple of minutes to talk things over with the offensive unit. 4-12 to go in the first quarter. 6-0 Columbus leads Edgewood here on ESPN Wisconsin. It's Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. We'll keep it right here. Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau. Ninja. Justin Woleski on the video stream here tonight. Prep Mania on ESPN Madison, brought to you in part by the GRB Academy. Baseball for the serious player. The GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000-square-foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000-square-foot weight room. Personal lessons available year-round with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB leads the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. So, Hall Monitor with uh, <laughs> Wildy and Tausch during the week. They talk about high colleges playing on Friday night. This is one of my pet peeves. That um, this should be for the high schools. So with Tausch now in as the color commentator for the Badgers, he said personally he loves the Friday night game, but he does believe that Friday night should be uh, left alone for the high school athletes it's to enjoy. all about TV money. Out of the timeout, Edgewood facing third and nine. Stepping up, Bagstad throws middle of the field, incomplete. He had two potential intended receivers right there near the midfield mark, but it's batted down, incomplete. Good play by the Columbus defense. That was Riley Knackreiner, the senior, who helped knock it down. So out of the timeout, Edgewood cannot convert the third down, and the punting unit comes out for the third time tonight. Carter Wiesicle averaging 38 yards per punt on the season entering play this evening. Columbus return man standing back near the 30-yard line. Wiesicle gets this one in the air. It'll take a bounce and a good Columbus bounce as it comes all the way back up near the 45-yard line where the Crusaders are able to knock it down. We'll see where they officially spot this. I think they're going to call it the 43-yard yeah, line. Looks like about... Oh, no. Oh, give him an extra one there. Give him the 44. That's where Columbus will begin its next offensive series, holding a 6-0 lead over Edgewood. And Dennis, what went wrong for the Cardinals on the last series if your coach Andrew Selgrad talking to the offense on the sideline in between possessions? Well, they were trying to exploit something passing-wise, but four straight incomplete passes. Did not see that, but there may be an aspect of the game they wanted to work on coming into tonight. They'll go back to Brunel side, oh. shifting a couple of defenders, oh, skipping nice. his way down the sideline. Another tackle avoided and finally pushed out of bounds near the 30-yard line of Edgewood. Big gain, Colton Brunel. That's why he's so good. Using the blocking up front, making a few defenders miss, and a huge gain for the Cardinals. I think with Lodi coming up next week, sometimes teams will put some plays in just to give the, the next opponent a few things to think about. So they wanted to see what they could do with a passing game, but go back to your horse and great run. 3.37 and counting to go in the first quarter. First down Columbus at the Edgewood 32-yard line. Here's the snap on the left hash. It's another handoff. Brunel going up the middle, spun around, stays on his feet. Inside the 30, down to the 29. Gain of three, second down and seven for the Cardinals. Yeah, that was 24 yards on the previous carry there. So uh, big play, 
And they've been living in the, the uh, Edgewood territory right here. So the defense is just kind of hanging. They've only given up six points. But uh, Cardinals will be knocking at the door here shortly. Just a uh, few yards, and they're going to be in the red zone. Approaching three minutes to play in the first quarter. 6 nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. Cardinal football at Bree Stevens Field. Home of forward Madison FC. Number of concerts here throughout the course of the year. Ultimate Frisbee. Multi-purpose event. And an iconic piece of land here in the greater yeah, Madison area you downtown. Get a, you get a false start here. Looks like a false start on the flag here. Yep, it is against Columbus, so that'll back up the Cardinals five yards. Still second down for Columbus. 2.45, and the clock runs again. Cardinals leading 6-0. Yeah, so far six carries, 52 yards for Brunel. So doing, doing what he does best, does, does best, and see if they put the hand, his hands on the ball again in this series. Second down and 12 for Columbus. Here's the snap. Nope. Powers fakes the give. Wants the throw. Pressure coming. Trying to elude it to the right. Scrambling right. Wants to look downfield. Powers will scamper out of bounds. Got to the 30-yard line. So he actually did gain a couple of yards back after that play. Looked like it was dead to rights. Nice ability extending the play by Powers to set up a manageable third down opportunity for the Columbus Cardinals. Yeah, he didn't see anything downfield. Good coverage in secondary by Edgewood. So just uh, eat it and see what you can pick up there. Just don't throw a pick right here. Third down and I think we're going to call this 11 to go. About the 31. Uh, which side of the? Hard to tell here yeah. with the way the lines are. And again, no um, yeah. no Looks field like markers on the field here at Bree Stevens Field. Looks like about third nine here. Just looking okay, at the Okay, we'll sticks. call it third down and nine then for Columbus. Powers. On the right hash, takes the snap. One receiver sets either side. Nope, give it to Brunel. Brunel running left. He's denied but stays on his feet. Second chance opportunity. Gets back to the line of scrimmage in the 30-yard line. So a gain of another one yard for Brunel, but the Edgewood defense was waiting for him. Well prepared to stop the run. Fourth down and eight for Columbus. Yeah, good job there in the secondary uh, defensive line. Looked like it was a 90, but now it's tough to see the numbers when they when the jerseys get folded. I believe that was 50 on that tackle. Yeah, Kitzmiller stayed with the play, and uh, that's what, you know, with Brunel, you got to wrap him up right away. If you, you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile on you. Columbus offense is on the field for fourth down and eight. 90 seconds to go in the first quarter, leading 6 nothing at the Edgewood 30. Line to gain is the 22. Here's the snap. Powers wants to throw. Pressure coming. Powers throws downfield. Has a man in stride. It is caught for a first down. Tackle made just short of the 15-yard line. Move it forward, Columbus. That's a huge play for the Cardinal offense. Again, number three, Jefferson Mowbray with the catch. When in doubt, go to the tight end. He had the score earlier in the quarter. He had a big catch on the last drive, and now Mowbray keeps this drive alive into the red zone for Columbus, approaching one minute to play in the opening quarter. Yeah, can you tell here what yard line that is? It's hard to see from up our vantage point. They're in, in the red zone. I'm going to say the 11-yard line, yeah. Looks like it's just shy of the line to gain there, and yeah, I think that's, that is the... Or, it, six, or maybe or the 16-yard line. 16-yard line. First down carry. Brunel running left side. Shakes one tackler. Spinning forward. Tackled just shy of the 10-yard line. Gain of five. For Colton Brunel, 
30 seconds to go now in the first quarter. We'll see if Columbus gets one more play. 6-0 Columbus leads Edgewood. Capital Conference, week six of the high school football season. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Ninja on the video, Riley Yauk producing back in our Everlight Solar Studios at 100.5 ESPN Madison, right across the street from Bree Stevens Field. Ball on the left hash. Columbus comes to the line. Five seconds to go in the quarter. Will Powers snap it? Yes, he does. Giving Brunel, running right side. Can he get the block outside the numbers? Nope, Edgewood is waiting for him. Brunel with nowhere to go, and as the quarter ends, Brunel is pushed out of bounds. That is the end of the first quarter. Third down upcoming for Columbus in the red zone, holding a 6-0 lead when we come back. You're listening to Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental on Daily Dodge TV and 100.5 ESPN Madison. Jesse Nelson along with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau. Ninja on the video production. Second quarter, Columbus leads Edgewood 6-0 in the Cardinals. Facing third down and eight to go at the 14-yard line. Pass right side, out of the timeout, staying on the sidelines. Up the sideline toward the end zone. The official is down with an injury, it would appear. He got a little shaken up, and he still remains down. We haven't seen a touchdown indicated from any of the officiating staff. I'm not sure if that's actually a score for Brady Link, number two, the wide receiver for Columbus. He had the catch complete, definitely had first down yardage. I'm not sure if he stayed in bounds to get inside the pylon for the score. And now we're also checking on the official here. A lot happening on the far right sideline. Columbus leading 6-0. And it does appear that Link stepped out of bounds for Columbus. So the ball will be spotted first and goal for the Cardinals. This looks like at the five-yard line. I think that's correct, Dennis. We'll, so we'll call it the five-yard line. It's right on the line coming across the middle of the field. Again, at this stadium, Bree Stevens Field, it's a soccer stadium. Forward Madison still continuing its season here well into the fall. So all the lines primarily indicating soccer. So all everything's a little bit faded, especially on a night like this with some rain uh, throughout the course of the day. And it's just a little difficult Brunel. to see. Brunel gets the carry, heading to the goal line. Soaring over into the end zone. Touchdown, Columbus. Colton Brunel. His 18th rushing touchdown of the season and one of the best rushers in Wisconsin high school football history extends Columbus's lead early in the second quarter. All right away. Give it to the horse. Punches it in there. Nice uh, conversion on the previous play on third down in that pass play. It sets up the uh, touchdown run. Number 18 of the season for Brunel. Otto Andler on for the point after attempt. Missed the first one, had it blocked. This one goes straight through the uprights. Good. 13 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood with 11.47 to go in the second quarter. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Also want to thank some of our partners involved in this broadcast on Daily Dodge TV tonight. That includes Prairie Ridge Health. McKinstry's Home Furnishings, Kladowski Real Estate, and Beaver Dam Tire and Service. McKinstry's Home Furnishings. Dennis, I bought one of my 
first end tables for the apartment that I lived at in Beaver Dam from McKinstry's Home Furnishings. Appreciate Sandy and the entire crew over at McKinstry's. They've been a staple of downtown Beaver Dam for so many years and continue to do great work. 13 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood with 11.47 to go in the second quarter at Bree Stevens Field. Cardinals number one ranked defending Division IV state champions. They enter 5-0 on the season, including a perfect 3-0 in Capital Conference play. Four consecutive running clock games, meaning they had a lead of 35 points or more in the second half. That was a nine-play, 56-yard drive, four minutes and 11 seconds. So Columbus, uh, very efficient. Uh, they were able to pick up two-third down, uh, well, actually one-fourth down and one-third down conversion on that drive. And I think, Dennis, as we look back at this game, if Columbus is able to extend this lead further and ultimately come away with a victory, Edgewood's defense was playing the Cardinals tough up until that fourth down conversion on fourth and eighth, I think it was. And then from that point on, uh, Edgewood was able to... Yeah, or Columbus, I should say, was able to kind of take care of business throughout the course of the remainder of the drive. Kickoff return comes back up the right sideline. Out near the 20-yard line. We'll see where the ball is officially spotted here as Edgewood takes over on offense. First down and 10 with 11.40 to go in the second quarter. 13 to nothing. The Columbus Cardinals lead the Edgewood Crusaders. So Columbus has extended its streak. Uh, they have now outscored their opponents in the first quarter, 83-zip. Second quarter coming in now, uh, it's 106-13 to 13 at this point. So uh, you can see where they've done a lot of their damage this year. Bagstad to throw for Edgewood on first down. A quick pass to the right sideline, incomplete. Crusaders now facing second down and 10. Dennis, I, I know it's easy for us to say it up here in the press box compared to the players executing down there, but... If Edgewood could just set up manageable, uh, you know, pick up five, six yards if possible on a first down, set up a manageable second and third down opportunity, that feels like it could just help sustain a drive and keep that offense, just even shake the field position game up a little bit. Just facing second and third down and long on each of these drives has been yeah. difficult to overcome. Yeah, and their drives, they picked up one, two, one, and now an incomplete pass. First play on their first four drives, so... Behind, uh, they're not quite behind the sticks, but they're not getting where they need to be on first, second down. Shotgun formation, ball in the right hash. Bagstad fakes the give, wants to throw deep, one on one coverage, has a man incomplete near midfield, intended for Jasper Alleman. Six catches on the year for 157 yards, one of the go to receivers for Bagstad, but he threw it a little too far out of his stretch, incomplete. Now third down and 10 for Edgewood with 11.31 to go in the second quarter. Yeah, Axel Lane uh, was the defender there, and you could see a little burst right at the end for the Edgewood receiver, but the uh, pass was too far. The Edgewood Crusaders 1-4 on the season, including a winless record 0-3 in Capital Conference play. They've played in some tight games, just haven't emerged victorious thus far in conference play. Third and ten. Bagstad wants to throw. Now rolling right as the pocket collapses. Bagstad breaks one tackle. Stays on his feet. Diving forward. Trying to get near the first down line to gain. Did not get enough. And the punting unit, I would imagine, will come back out for the Crusaders. Bagstad brought down near the 25-yard line. They'll give him seven yards on the carry. For a broken play, Bagstad made the most of it. Running right at a couple of Columbus defenders. But, yep, fourth down and three. And sure enough, here comes... 
the punting unit out for Edgewood again. That will be the fourth straight three and out. Columbus defense doing its job. Edgewood just uh, not able to get anything going. Still no first downs. Weasicle's fourth punt of the night. Good snap pressure coming. Weasicle boots this one away, and it's a good one. Fielded all the way back at the 38-yard line, running the other direction. And now Link trying to get outside the numbers near midfield, and he runs out of bounds at the 49-yard line. That's where Columbus will begin in Edgewood territory with 10-31 to go in the second quarter. 13 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. ESPN Beaver Dam, ESPN Madison bringing you this broadcast tonight at Zimbra Honda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. So Dennis, we've wanted to see Columbus in the regular season for a few years now. Here we are seeing them and they look as dominant as we've expected. Yes, uh, and uh, not able to connect quite on the passing tonight. They've had some big pass plays, a little inconsistent there, but uh, they're Able to move the sticks and uh, put the ball in the end zone twice. Brunel gets the carry on first down, and he is tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Lost a yard back to midfield on the right hash. Two Edgewood defenders waiting for him. Second down and 11 for the Columbus Cardinals with 10-15 to go in the second quarter. Second down and 11 for the number one ranked team in the state. Yeah, Brunel came in That was uh, with 10 carries for 66 yards. So now 11 for 65. Nothing spectacular, just very consistent. They had that 24-yard one that really turned the tables there in the last drive. On the right hash, two receivers left. Here's the snap throwing right. It's intercepted by Edgewood. A turnover forced by the Crusader defense. And it's Aiden Fickle, the linebacker who hauls in the pick. On the night in which his dad is coaching in West Lafayette, Aiden Fickle comes away with the interception and gives Edgewood its first positive play of the night, getting the ball in Columbus territory with 9.47 to go in the second quarter. And at, according to the stats, it's his first uh, career uh, interception here at Edgewood. Wonder if Coach Fickle was able to catch that at halftime on Daily Dodge TV from West Lafayette, seeing his son come away with an interception. And the Crusaders have the football first down and 10 in Columbus territory. Here's the snap. Bagstad trying to get it away. Some good and pressure there for uh, Columbus. Yeah, the, the Columbus defense was all over him. And They're going to say it was a catch as he threw it downfield. I didn't know, wasn't sure if that's what the ruling was going to be, but it is this. at the 43-yard line for a gain of five yards. So 9.41 to go second quarter. Edgewood gain of five, second and five for the Crusaders at the Columbus 43. That's a, that's a tough Stephon Brunel right in there on the uh, blitz linebacker. Uh, was right in his grill, but able to get rid of it. Still looking for the first first down here. Now you mentioned Brunel. That is Colton Brunel, the running back, the, the superstar running back, closing in on a Wisconsin high school record for rushing yards who does play both sides of the ball, as many players do for Columbus. Edgewood has some players that does that as well. Second and five for the Crusaders. Line to gain the 38-yard line. Here's the snap. Bagstad gives uh, Patterson running forward. Nowhere to go. Maybe a yard. <laughs> Almost like a rugby scrum in there. You get the pile of bodies. And Columbus just not uh, moving. So it looked like uh, what? About a loss of one, I believe. In yeah, that they're one. actually going to rule that a loss of one, it looks like. They're at 
At best, it was no gain. Maybe a half-yard loss. We'll call it third down and five. Under nine minutes to go. Edgewood taking its time, trying to draw up the right call here. They have yet to achieve a first down in this game. A little over one quarter in. Trailing 13-0 to the number one ranked team in the state. Bagstad in a shotgun formation. Takes the snap. Fakes the give. Bagstad wants to throw. Has a man. Left side. It's hauled in and the catch is made at the 30-yard line. Tackled immediately. But a great catch on the run. Was that number? And that's uh, Tanner Krantz, yeah, number five. five. The senior tight end who brought that pass in. Great throw, stepping up by Bagstad into pressure, and a great catch by Krantz on the left-hand side of the field to the 29-yard line of Columbus, the first first down a night of the night, I should say, for Edgewood. And the Crusaders are on the move here in the second quarter looking to capitalize on the interception. 15 yards on that completion. Uh, and once again, uh, Bagstad got drilled after he got rid of it. One receiver left, two to the right. Here's the snap, yep. Bagstad. We got a flag. With pressure coming. And legal procedure, ball start. That is, in fact, the call. So five yards back for the Crusaders. That's up first down and 15 now with 8.08 to go in the second quarter. Only the second interception thrown this season by Peyton Powers. Came into the game 12 touchdown passes, just one interception. Make it now two as Aiden Fickle got him near midfield. Edgewood's defense hanging in there. I mean, uh, two touchdowns here for Columbus, but they haven't given up that huge player or quick, you know, Columbus can score two or three touchdowns in a matter of a couple of minutes. So they're, they're hanging out there. Offense just needs to give them a little bit of breather. Needs to extend this drive. Ball on the left hash on first and 15. Here's the snap and the give. It's a Ooh. rush up the middle for a gain of maybe two yards. On the carry, number 20, Joe Paulus, the wide receiver, was lined up in the running back spot there. White Graffin, number 70, just burst right through that pile and pulled him down. It looked like it was going to be a lot longer game. Graffin did a nice stop there. Second down and 13 for the Edgewood Crusaders with seven minutes to go in the second quarter, trailing 13 to nothing. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrell, Ninja on the video production tonight. Riley Yauk at the Everlight Solar Studios at ESPN Madison. Edgewood ball, second down and 13. Shotgun formation, nobody in the backfield except for Bagstad. He has it, throws left side, incomplete. That ball skipped on the turf as it was intended for Alleman on the left-hand side. Now third and 13 for Edgewood. Dennis, you thinking four-down territory here if you're Jesse Norris? Yeah, I think so. Um, what Columbus is, pinning the back a few extra yards not going to make a difference. Uh, they need they need to put some points up on the board here, and they need to keep the, their own defense off the field here for a little bit. But after four straight three and outs, uh, you know, this is a nice drive here going, but you're behind still behind the sticks. And then move the ball back just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's surprised. Hey, wait a minute. We, I thought we were on this yard line. <laughs> Your quarterback say that occasionally. Nope, and we got a timeout <laughs> number three. Well, whether he's trying to to get the defense some rest by doing this, or they're seeing something, but uh, what's the saying? 
use them or lose them? Well, Jesse used all three of his timeouts in the Ed, first half. Edgewood's out of them with 6.45 to go in the second quarter, 13 to nothing. Edgewood leads, or excuse me, Columbus leads Edgewood as the Crusaders face a pivotal third down and long here in the mid-stages of the second quarter. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbra Condas, Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Tonight's broadcast on Daily Dodge TV is also brought to you by Slumberland in Beaver Dam and Watertown. Silica for your home. White Construction. Summit Ford and Surefire. One other big game going on across town here. Middleton, Janesville, Craig in a big eight battle. Both teams 4-1, and 2-1 one, and one in the conference. Verona in first place, 3-0 and oh in that league. So that's a big one in the... Uh, Big 8 and the capital over here on this side of town. Week 6 of the high school football season. Yeah, some good ones around the greater Madison area. Sun Prairie West visiting Wanakee tonight. Real I, I, gut check to see if West is for real against the juggernaut that is the Wanakee Warriors. Well, after uh, they got beat by East last week and Wanakee demoralized East, Wanakee is just on another level. Out of the timeout, here's Bagstad, takes the snap, rolling right, fires downfield, too far incomplete for his intended receiver over on the far right side. Tough throw, left-hander rolling to his right, didn't really get his feet set there, but tremendous pressure by Columbus defense. And it appears we have another injured Crusader player over on the far right side. If I saw correctly, and I always hate speculating when... It comes to seeing the number of an injured player, but I do believe that was Tanner Krantz, number five. Still seated on the field. And I tell you what, let's go ahead and take an injury timeout here, I think, while they tend to Krantz. 6.39 to go in the second quarter. 13 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. The Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau, stepping in for Mike and Tim tonight. For those of you watching on Daily Dodge TV with ESPN Beaver Dam, of course, we're the normal people. If you're listening to us on 100.5 ESPN Madison, we appreciate you joining us under the Friday night lights. Not college football, high school football here in week six of the Wisconsin high school football season. The injured Edgewood Crusader player still being tended to on the far sidelines with 6.39 to go in the second quarter. Uh, he appears to be getting off the field okay. Meanwhile, Dennis Semrau is checking his phone, giving me the thumbs up. What's going on, Dennis? Wow, Badgers 21-3. to <laughs> Love it. Braylon <laughs> Allen with a touchdown run. <laughs> you love to see it. Starting fast, the Badgers are for a change. 21-3, to yes. You love to see it. Badgers haven't lost since 1997 at Purdue. What were you doing in 1997, Dennis? Oh, uh, Covering high school sports for the Capital Times. <laughs> and I think I just started doing covering the Brewers at that point, but that's when they were terrible. Do you want me to tell you what I was doing in 1997? Uh, you, you, yeah, how, what grade? I, was, <laughs> I believe I was in Mrs. Denuzier's first grade class, so. learning uh, how to write thank, without uh, thanks, with, with leaving space yeah. between the, the uh, <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, most, most of you guys at the station don't even remember the Badgers back then. 6.39 to go out of the injury timeout. Fourth down for Edgewood. This is a big play on offense in this oh. game. Bagstad steps up. Pressure coming, and Columbus got him. A turnover on downs forced by the Cardinal defense. Columbus gets it back. 
The interception by Aiden Fickle goes for naught, and the Columbus Cardinals with a 13-0 lead come back out onto the offensive side of the field. Yeah, Devin McCormick, 58, with a tremendous pressure. Connor Roach, a linebacker, finished him off there, and another body, I'm sure, on the other side. I couldn't see, but uh, great pressure there, and Banks had not sent a chance. They were in his grill from the word go. And now we have a Columbus player down. And another player is injured. This time it is a Columbus Cardinal who is down near where that play concluded with 6.33 to go in the second quarter. So 4.39. So it's loss of seven on that sack. Ouch. That's, uh, that hurts for Ed Edgewood. Now uh, defense has got to come out here and keep this a two-score game. But uh, Edgewood took the kickoff. Columbus... You don't want to give up a touchdown. Columbus has first possession of the second half, and they can get to running clock status really quickly. So these next six minutes, they say the last four minutes, what first half, first four minutes of the second half, that's what Chris Hora likes to talk about all the mm -hmm. time. And I uh, trust uh, him being a Texas football player and a former Badger. Uh, I agree with him on that one. Um, right now it, it's going to be a, a major defensive stand, but... Edgewood at least uh, didn't go four and out or three and out for the first time, but still not able to, to to get the ball into the red zone. Prep Mania brought to you in part by Canopy Wealth Management. They have a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape. Throughout your family's financial planning journey, they will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. So what do you think? Uh, Columbus, good, good, uh, I like the quick strike idea. Come out of, a, out of this. You got a good stop on your defense and try to hit them right away. Or just give it to your horse and just grind it out here. If you're Columbus, I think, Dennis, you get the second half kickoff. You can go down and score here, drain some clock, double up, and really put this game out of reach. Here's the first snap of the drive. Brunel gets the carry, running forward, spinning his way forward. First down yardage to the 49 in midfield, Colton Brunel. He is so difficult to stop. So many teams have had a tough time trying to stop him. Edgewood has done a relatively decent job containing him tonight, but Brunel there picks up 11 and a first down for the Cardinals. Only a second carry of the period. He had, he had a one-yard uh, carry on the previous drive, and then Edgewood just had a long drive. So, uh, But, yeah, give it to your horse right up the middle. I'll uh, pick up a first down for you in the first play. Ball right at midfield, just off center to the right. Here's Brunel again, gets the carry. This time the Edgewood defense is waiting for him right at the line of scrimmage. No gain, maybe a yard as he fell forward on the pile. And now passing the midway point of the second quarter, under six minutes to go in the second period, 13 to nothing. Columbus with the football leading Edgewood. And what makes you know Brunel so tough is you keep pounding ball, and eventually the defense just want to try to tackle him, or they just get frustrated. You wear them down, and then uh, then you turn it over to your reserves. The ball is spotted almost as directly in the middle of the field as it could possibly be. Right in the middle of the midfield circle for forward Madison FC. Second down and 10. Columbus football looking to throw. Powers rolls right. Now steps up. Throws incomplete. Too far out in front of his intended receiver. I actually thought if Powers would have kept that and ran, he, he might have had a chance to pick up the first down yardage. Yeah, he had room there. But he saw Jefferson uh, Mowbray on a little square out pattern and thought he'd uh, try to put it in his hands. But nope, good, good mobility there. Uh, escaped the rush. Rolled to his right. And had a good shot at it. But again, 
not quite set there on that throw, and it sailed on him a little bit. Now third down and 10 for Columbus with 5.22 to go in the second quarter. And if you're the Cardinals, this could be another situation where you're thinking four down territory. It worked well on the last drive, which resulted in a score. So you could consider that option if you're Coach Andrew Selgrad. We'll see what the Cardinals do if they're in that position. Two receivers set to the right, one to the left. Pistol formation powers the sophomore quarterback, takes the snap. Pressure coming, steps up in the pocket, fires oh, middle of the field. Catch. Completed to Brady Link. Link has first down yardage inside the 40, out near the 37-yard line of the Edgewood Crusaders. First down, Columbus on the big throw and catch. Powers to Link. Great slant pattern and a great catch. Had it, both his hands out there, reeled that in, and then uh, tried to make something happen. Couldn't quite get through a good recovery by the uh, Edgewood defense to hold that to about a 13-yard catch, 13-yard yep. play. Gain of 13 to the 37, first down and 10. Columbus under five minutes to go in the second quarter, leading Edgewood 13 to nothing. The defending Division Four state champions. Two receivers left, nobody to the right side, near side. Here's the snap. Powers wants to throw. It was batted at the line of scrimmage. It's up for grabs, and it's intercepted again by the Edgewood defense. Jack Halloran on the interception there. Peyton Powers entered this game having thrown one interception on the season. He has thrown two in the second quarter. Edgewood turns Columbus over again with 4.41 to go before the half. I tell you what, Dennis, the Edgewood defense is doing all it can to keep them in this game and to keep their playoff hopes alive with a win tonight. Yeah, the only saving grace for Columbus, it's like a long punt. Now what you want to do is you want to get another stop here, maybe force a turnover, and you got a very short field. But for Edgewood, holding Columbus to two touchdowns here in the first half, and when they've been just dominating teams all season long, that uh, bodes well coming into the second half. 4.41 to go in the second quarter, 13 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. It's the Crusaders football all the way back inside their own 20-yard line. Here's the snap. Bagstad hands it off, running forward. Gain of a couple of yards. Again, the Columbus defense waiting for the Edgewood running back. Not sure if that was Patterson or one of the other ball carriers that time for Edgewood on the run, but nonetheless, it's gained just a couple of yards. Crusader numbers very difficult to see here at Bree Stevens Field in the, the jersey and the font that they exhibit on them. I believe it was Patterson. I think it was as well. So gained it just a couple of yards. Second down and a medium range distance to go as the clock runs with 4.10 to go in the second quarter. Edgewood trailing 13 to nothing. The Edgewood fans have been fired up when their defense has given them something to cheer for. Can the offense respond? Bagstad wants to throw. Has a man. Catch is made. First down Crusaders to the 25-yard line on the receiving end is number 12. That's Henry Apter, the senior wide receiver, on the catch. Out to the 26-yard line is where they'll spot it as the Crusaders move on this drive. Clock running again with 3.40 to go in the second quarter. This does not feel like a 13-0 lead for Columbus, just two scores. It feels like the Cardinals have relatively dominated this entire first half, but here or Edgewood is. He's still hanging in there. With a chance to make it a one-score game before the break. And now they pick up another first down. They have a long way to go for an offense that has been held to minimal throw so oh. far this evening, and a flag is thrown on the snap. 
So stop everything. It is a false start on the Crusaders. Back them up five yards. First and 15 for Edgewood. Now back near the 20. So what's working, Dennis, offensively? If you're Coach Jesse Norris, you're getting ready not only for this drive but going into halftime. What, what are you telling your team? Like, What's working offensively? Just spreading them out a little bit on defense and being able to put the ball in the air. I think Columbus is playing more conservative. They're just trying not to give up the big play. That's one of the uh, the, the keys was to, to limit Edgewood to, you know, little increments, which they've done. I mean, they've been able to stuff the run game. So Edgewood's uh, pretty much just going to the air right now. Ball on the left hash. Crusader football first and 15. Fake the give. Bagsad wants to throw one-on-one -on -one coverage near midfield. A nearly one-handed catch being spun around. Jasper Alleman almost had one of the highlights of the year, and instead it falls incomplete. The Edgewood fans wanting a pass interference flag thrown. They will not get it. Second down and 15 for the Crusaders. Bagstad put that right on the money where only Alleman could get it. He just could not bring it in with the defender draped on it. Yeah, it was double coverage there with Brady Link, the strong safety, and cornerback Jordan uh, Mowbray, number eight. And he almost got it through, like you said. You see the ball bouncing out, incomplete. So they see something in the Columbus pass defense that uh, they think they're going to be able to do a little bit more than they can. They have not been able to run the ball much at all here against that uh, stout uh, defensive line. Second down and 15 for the Crusaders. They go four wide. Here's the snap. Bagstad wants to throw. Left-hand side, it's complete. And again, it's number 12 after on the reception. Picks up about half of the yardage needed to get to the first down line to gain at the 35-yard line. They'll give him the 31 to set up third down and five to go. Line to gain, we'll actually say, is the 36. The third and five with 2.15 to go in the second quarter. Yeah, just working medium-range passes, uh, 13 yards, 10 yards, 12 yards here, there. They've gone deep. They haven't been able to, to hook up. So just work that medium pass range. That's fine in the spread offense. That's what you want to do. You want to spread them out and look for the seams in that defense. One receiver near side left, three to the right. Here's the snap. Bagshead wants to throw. Scrambling, firing downfield, and it soars over the sideline. Incomplete into the Edgewood bench. Clock stops with a minute 54 to go until the half. And decision time for Edgewood facing fourth and five. I would imagine they'll kick this away. And, yes, it looks like the punting unit is coming back out onto the field. Yeah. That was tough for Edgewood, Dennis, because they also didn't have any timeouts remaining. Right, and then the you're looking at that's tough. Left-handed quarterback rolling over to his right. Uh, he was really struggling, I think, to get his feet quite set on that one. Ball sailed again. Doing the punting for the Edgewood Crusaders, Carter Wiesicle, the junior. Correction, the senior, Carter Wiesicle. Can't read my own handwriting on some of the notes before the game here. And the... Oh, we got a flag thrown before the punt. It is a false start on Edgewood with a minute 52 to go, so back him up five yards before this kick goes into the air. And now, Dennis, if you're thinking as the Columbus Cardinals, we talked about this when they took over with six minutes to go, roughly, until the break. Now you get the ball back with about 100 seconds to go until halftime, and you get the second-half kick. And you got all three timeouts left here. This yeah. is a chance if you think you could score on both drives, which they very well could, 13 to nothing could become 27 to nothing in a hurry. We'll see if it ends up being the case. Wiesicle to punt. Standing all the way back now near his own 10-yard line. Catches it, kicks it away. This looks like a good one. It is fielded by Link up at the 45-yard line, running right to the 50, into the Edgewood territory at the 45, and 
barrels the shoulder forward as he runs out of bounds near the 40-yard line of the Crusaders. Good starting field position for Columbus with a minute 44 to go until the half, leading 13 to nothing. Looks pretty good punt returner. He's averaging double digits here on his returns tonight. And that one uh, put the ball into the uh, edge of territory, picked up 12 yards on that one. Yeah, they spot him out of bounds at the 43 of Edgewood, so that is where the drive will begin. First down and 10 for the Columbus Cardinals. All three timeouts in the pocket, leading 13 to nothing. Number one ranked team in the state. Peyton Powers, the sophomore quarterback, has thrown two interceptions this quarter. Takes the snap, wants to throw, there goes it is. left, airing it out, left-hand side. Caught in stride, all the way into the end zone. Touchdown, Cardinals. One play. And Columbus leads by three scores. Ryan Knockreiner, that was what I was talking about earlier, going up top here. He saw something uh, right away there in stride. <laughs> you could just see the, the play developing as he started to pull away from the defender. The senior wide receiver, Riley Knockreiner, with his sixth receiving touchdown this season. 19-0 Columbus point after pending. On for the kick. It is through the uprights and good from Otto Andler. 20 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood with a minute 36 to go and is not an onside kick. This one from Andler is kicked all the way back near the goal line. Returned by Edgewood up the right-hand side of the field. Blockers in front and room to run up the right sideline. Breaking a tackle coming out near midfield to the 45-50. And that is where the tackle is made by the Columbus Special Teams Unit. Nice return to gather some momentum back by the Edgewood Special Teams Unit. So maybe that's a spark that the Crusaders can take here to try and put points on the board before halftime. Minute 26 to play in the first half. 20 to nothing, Columbus leads. It's Edgewood football, and they actually say that the return man was knocked out of bounds on the far right sideline at the 47-yard line of Edgewood. So line to gain is the 43 of Columbus. So 86 seconds here. See what they can do, but again, no timeouts left for Edgewood here in the first half. Crusaders offense has had its ups and downs throughout the course of the first half of this season. Let's see what Bagstad can do here before the break. First down, wants to throw. Left side has a man open near midfield. It's hauled in by number 91. How often does number 91 come down with the catch? That's Ashton Fickle, the other Fickle twin brother on this squad. So Aiden had an interception. And now Ashton Fickle comes down with his first catch as a tight end here in this game. That picks up a couple yards, so about three yards looks like on the play. Big night for the Fickle family, whether you're in Madison, Wisconsin, or West Lafayette, Indiana. 50 seconds to go until the half. Bagstad to the line, takes the snap, rolling right, wants to throw downfield into coverage. Pick. It's intercepted by Columbus, and coming up the left sideline to the Edgewood 40, barreling down. Riley Knockreiner. Have a two-minute span, Riley Knockreiner. Had the 43-yard touchdown catch, and now here he is with an interception on the defensive side of the ball, giving Columbus another opportunity to score with 39 seconds to go until halftime. Yeah, Link uh, came in with three interceptions, but uh, that's not number two for Knockreiner uh, on the season. And uh, you could see that one developing... Uh, after that long kickoff return, boom, that, that puts the hammer down pretty quick. Now, again, we've seen what they can do with one play. 
get, get the ball in the hands of uh, Brunel. And again, you've got all three timeouts, punched it in the end zone. And that second half kickoff, and we're on our way to a route. Are they at the 43-yard line again? They're 43 again. First down. Powers wants Guess to throw what? this time. Right side oh. knock rider incomplete. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been something? <laughs> First time down the left side, this time down the right side. Hey, you get some that works, go for it. And until they stop it. Got a little too excited, though, did Powers throwing it too far out in front of Knockreiner. Also, the guy might just be tired. He's had a big couple of minutes. He had a touchdown catch, has an interception to set up the drive. Now you want him to go deep and get another score. Like, <laughs> it's asking a lot of the, of the young fellow who's having a tremendous game. That's another thing that uh, we'll see later in the season when Columbus has to play full games uh, when you've got guys going two ways. That, that gets a little bit tougher, especially with injuries. But right now, I mean, these guys are still relatively fresh. They haven't had to play a lot in the second and in the uh, third or fourth quarter of games. That's one of the appeals for teams that are able to extend a lead to get into running clock territory. Yeah. Also, just fewer plays keeps you guys fresher as you get ready through the remainder of the season. Second down, 34 seconds to go. Powers wants to oh. throw right-hand side, and he's he intercepted. intercepted. Edgewood steps up, a miscommunication as he was trying to go for Mowbray, the third interception by the Edgewood defense in the second quarter. Now hang on, though. A flag is down yeah. back at the line of scrimmage. Let's check the flag. As it stands, Edgewood has its third interception of the quarter. That's Jack Halloran, 23. Personal foul against Columbus. Interesting. Okay. And a targeting penalty is going to be called here. I think they said it was on number 63 of Columbus. That's Carter Gminder. And so Edgewood has the football now with 27 seconds to go until halftime. It's going to be Crusader ball, the third interception in this quarter of Powers, who had only thrown one entering the game through five, the first five games this year. So, of course, Edgewood will decline that penalty so they get the ball back. I was wondering if that penalty would be enacted after the play. That's not the case. So Edgewood has it all the way back near the 10-yard line. I think they'll probably just want to run a play or two here and try and get to halftime. The rain is now starting to fall Take here at Bree Stevens Field. You can see it coming down in the lights. You got the, the neon theme for the student section. Some people putting some ponchos and some uh, protective layers over their And over we're inside. <laughs> and we're inside. Because you know when Dennis and I get together and it starts to rain on Prep Mania, usually we're outside and we break things. Not this time. 20 to nothing with 27 seconds to go. For those of you who missed the game earlier this year at Mount Horeb, no need to go back. No need to go watch that one again as it started to downpour on us in the third quarter. Well, the totally unexpectedly. Beautiful night until yeah, the third till the, quarter. Until the monsoon hit, right? And it really was coming down in buckets. Unbelievable in week two. Heck of a game, too, between Monroe and Mount Horeb. Vikings still undefeated after oh, winning that game. Giving it a shot. Yeah, Bagstad wanted to throw left sideline, and it goes incomplete. Interesting decision. Clock stops with 23 seconds to go. Remember, Columbus does have timeouts. So if they really want to force Edgewood into a sticky situation here, they could try and you know, stop the clock, get it back, and even if you can just kick a field goal, I don't know what the manageable distance would be here given the rain situation now at Bree Stevens Field, but... You could at least consider the option. 
And Columbus has got to be playing in prevent defense right now here. You don't want anybody behind you. Just let them catch it. Edgewood has no timeouts left. They don't get to the sidelines. Uh, the clock's going to run out here. Cardinals might will have, receive the second half kickoff. Might have two plays left. Here's Bagstad, handoff, oh, run. running right side. That, that tells you right there it's over. <laughs> Holden Port, the running back. Not very far to go. And Columbus will not use a timeout, so that should take us to halftime. Clock continues to run. Edgewood has no interest in running another play. Columbus doesn't either. Cardinals, number one ranked in the state, 20 to nothing, leading the Edgewood Crusaders at historic Brees Stevens Field. Coming up at the half, if you're watching on Daily Dodge TV, you're coming right back here to Brees Stevens Field. Dennis and I will recap some of what we saw in the first half and also give you some insights on what the Badger Conference may hold for Beaver Dam, what the Capital Conference may hold for Columbus and some of your other local teams. Meanwhile, if you're listening on 100.5 ESPN, Riley Yauk is standing by in the Everlight Solar Studios with scores from around the Madison area here in week six of the high school football season. 20 to nothing, Columbus leads Edgewood. This is Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. The Columbus Cardinals in the state of Wisconsin in the AP poll. They are the defending Division IV state champions. And Dennis Semrau, uh, they hold a lead 20 to nothing. And while it has felt like a dominant performance, it has not been a flawless performance by Columbus here in the first half. Edgewood's defense has kept the Crusaders in this game. They just can't generate anything offensively. Yeah, three interceptions. Uh, you know, you look at uh, Brunel's got 11 carries, 76 yards, 7 yards a carry. And then uh, Powers, quarterback for Columbus, has thrown for 134 yards and two touchdowns. But three interceptions, so the defense, the bend but not break, they gave up a, a touchdown on the first possession. Uh, but they're hanging in there. And, uh, you know, we're looking at it, there's a potential for Columbus to score once, maybe twice at the end of the first half. And, uh, you know, nice job. But uh, I'll tell you, still... Uh, 20 to nothing, two touchdowns, and then I'm sure they'll go for a two-point conversion to make it a running clock. Maybe not. I had an official that told me that, uh, yeah, the team with four touchdowns, they're dominant. The last one, ah, 34, and then it's stuck that way the rest of the game. The officials, sometimes when they see a running clock, they're thinking of getting out of there early too. But, no, I think, um, you know, Edgewood's defense has been sound, but offensively, again, we've talked about, you know, in our earlier broadcast when we had them, they replaced the whole backfield this mm -hmm. year. New quarterback, running backs, receivers, and that takes time to build. They're all young. They're going to be coming back. And um, I like what uh, Jesse's done a good job with the program here. Uh, Kyle Koskin, a former Badger, is taking over as their strength coach. They've got a first-class weight facility at the high school now. And uh, they're, they're built uh, when they go back to the, now the Badgers small, the teams that are about their size. They're going to be, uh, they'll be fine, I think, in that conference next couple of years. Then we'll see what happens. It seems like every right. two years, you know, this is tough if you're a fan or you, or what league? Are the, you know, we have rivalries growing up. I mean, you had your rivalries in high school. Conference realignment. It's striking it's just, everywhere. Yeah. So you're like, uh, and then it's different. They had the in the Badger. They had the pods. So we had a north south and a, and a east and a west. And it was like, oh, jeez, Strove, Alex would say, Dennis, I have no clue what's going on. You explain it. I can't figure this out. Just when he got it figured out, now the Badger's gone back to a large they, they and a small, it, which right. is great for all sports. <laughs> so let's make it a little bit easier here. Halftime here at Bree Stevens Field, 20 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood at the break. 
Uh, second half is coming up after this. So, Dennis, as, as we look at these two teams tonight here, I mean, Columbus, three turnovers in that second quarter thrown by uh, Peyton Powers. When you look at what could be for Columbus right now, this could easily be a running clock situation entering yeah, the second well they half. Need, they need a game like this where they're getting tested by that uh, Edgewood defense. You know, you get four running clocks. Sometimes you get a little too overconfident or too, like, you know, and when I look at Awana Key, they've been running the table the same thing. And then when you get the playoffs at second, third level, now you start getting punched in the mouth and you're going to be able to come back. So you like to have that during the regular season where, okay, we've got some adversity, make our adjustments, and they're going to come out. In this first four minutes, Columbus is going to try to score twice, get a score, three and out, and then punch another one in. And they want to establish their dominance. On the other end, Edgewood really wants to get a stop on that first one and then get back in the ballgame. If they can get a score up there, anything can happen. It's high school football. And, you know, you don't want to count your, as they say, count your chickens before they're hatched. Uh, Columbus right now, they're saying, hey, wait a minute. This is a team that we wanted to dominate. What's going on here? So, Coach, I'm sure at halftime, I'd like to be a fly in the uh, locker room there and see what he had to say. We'll find out what happens to start the third quarter coming up after this. 20 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood at the break. Zimbrick Honda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Third quarter about to get underway from Bree Stevens Field on Daily Dodge TV and on 100.5 ESPN Madison. Jesse Nelson, the Dean Dennis Semrau, Ninja on the video, Riley Yauk producing in the Everlight Solar Studio. It's Zimbrick Honda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. 20 to nothing, the number one ranked Columbus Cardinals lead the one in four Edgewood Crusaders. Columbus gets the kick to begin the second half, working left to right. As we see it, Colum or excuse me, Edgewood kicking right to left as we get started with the third quarter of play at a drizzly Breeze Stevens Field on the Isthmus in downtown Madison, Wisconsin. Capital Conference Football, week six of the high school football season. Pleasure that you're with us on 100.5 ESPN on Daily Dodge TV. We welcome you wherever you may be, however you may be joining us. And again, continue to weigh in on the YouTube comments on Daily Dodge TV. We'll give you some shout-outs throughout the course of the broadcast here in the second half, just like Mike and Tim typically do. We'll try and replicate the same for those of you that enjoy watching on Daily Dodge TV. Fake a reverse on the kickoff to begin the second half. Link running left side, gets a block to the 30, 35, 40, 45, where he's tripped up. That's a great return for Brady Link, who you mentioned in the first half, Dennis, is quite the return man for the Columbus Cardinals. He is a threat that makes special teams dangerous for this squad that's so good in so many ways. Great starting field position for Columbus to begin the third quarter. Yeah, he came in averaging 11 yards to return on, on, uh, on punt returns, but uh, hasn't had that many kickoff returns this year. They've only given up three touchdowns all season, so uh, he's had the ball more there, but uh, a good one of those players doesn't leave the field very often. First down and 10 for the Columbus Cardinals at their own 44-yard line. Line to gain is the 46 of Edgewood. Ball in the left hash. Peyton Powers, the sophomore quarterback, takes the snap handoff. Colton Brunel running right side, uses a block. First down yardage and a whole lot more to the 40. 35, 30, 25, and he runs out of bounds inside the 25, near the 23 on the right side of the field. A big gain for one of the great runners of all time in the state of Wisconsin, Colton Brunel, showing off to start the third quarter for the Columbus Cardinals. Yeah, and that one puts him over 100 yards for the game. Let's see where we are marked here. I guess 
50, 40, 30, 20, 4-yard line? What yeah. do you think? Uh, Is looks, that a good guess? It looks like it's on the line, so I'm going to say 25 for you. So 31 yards on that carry, first play from scrimmage, second half. Ball on the right hash, two receivers left. Here's the snap. Brunel gets the handoff running middle of the field, escapes a couple of would-be tacklers, and lunges forward near the 15-yard line. Good for another Columbus first down. Inside the 15, near the 13 is where they will spot this ball. Cardinals moving quickly to begin the second half, just like you wanted to draw it up for him, Dennis. Yeah, Brunel had 76 yards in the first half. He's trying to duplicate that in the first drive. Not quite, because they only had uh, 56 yards to go, but so far he's got them all in this drive. He was relatively contained by Colton Brunel's standards in the first half by the Edgewood defense. Here's the snap from the right hash. Powers hands it off. Brunel running left. Breaks one tackle. Trying to shake off a second. Could not. Flag. A good defensive play by the Edgewood Crusaders. And you called it, Dennis. A flag is down during the course of that action. Let's go ahead and check the penalty as it stands. Brunel gained maybe a yard. Awaiting the signal from our officials. And it's a face oh. mask personal foul against Edgewood. So even a good defensive play for the Crusaders results in a bit of negativity against that defensive unit with the flag going against Edgewood. First and goal from the six-yard line is where Columbus will begin this next off, or this next play, I should say, with 11-11 to go in the third quarter. A great start to the second half on the opening possession out of the break. So that was a two-yard carry, half the distance to the goal, that penalty. Makes it, yeah, first and goal on the six. Ball on the left hash. As they come to the line of scrimmage, Powers in a pistol formation, Brunel behind him. One receiver set to the left side of the field. Powers takes the snap, handoff Brunel, running left, trying to use some blocks going that direction. He is tackled near the five-yard line, and after the play, another flag comes out. Appeared to be some extracurriculars and a little frustration from the body language that I could see from a couple of the Columbus players over on that end. Looks like number 32, the fullback Riley Kaminsky came out of there a little heated, not sure what had happened. But let's check the flag. Yeah, so far four plays, four carries for Brunel on this drive. Officials getting together to sort out what had just happened after the play concluded. Columbus ball inside the Edgewood 10-yard line leading another 20 to nothing, and it does go against Edgewood. So another break for the Columbus Cardinals. Carter Wiesicle, we called his name primarily as the punter for Edgewood tonight. He's also a linebacker on the defensive side of the ball. Good first and goal from... Looks like the four. Yeah, I think we're going to call that the so four yard So they lost line. two on that last carry, another half the distance to the goal. First and goal at the four. Columbus leading 20 to nothing. Powers takes the snap, wants to hand off. Brunel running right, gets a block, That's cuts it. up into the end zone. Second rushing touchdown of the night for Colton Brunel, extending the Columbus lead 26 to nothing early in the third quarter. And it was all Brunel on that drive. That's how you use your superstar. Colton Brunel, one of the leading rushers all time in Wisconsin high school football, closing in on the 
state record on the pace he's been on this season. Rushes in for the second touchdown of the night. Point after attempt, high snap with some pressure coming. The kick goes through the uprights and good. 10-22 to go, third quarter. 27 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. This broadcast also brought to you on Daily Dodge TV and ESPN Beaver Dam by Richards Insurance, Mayville Tire and Service, Park Village Shopping Center, and Preferred Dental Partners. While we have a break in the action, those of you that are Milwaukee Brewers fans, the Brewers win 16-1 against the Miami Marlins tonight, clinching a playoff berth. 16, oh my God. 12 runs second inning, I understand that one. The, the Brewers could lose every game the rest of the way and they would still be in the playoffs. Chance to win the NL Central tomorrow in Miami. Congratulations to the Brewers. I've said they were Dunzo back in May. Brought out Dunzo the Clown on Wildey and Tausch. Much ridiculed for that. I'm sure I'll be hearing all about it on Monday. I love it, though. 27 to nothing. Columbus loving the lead that they have been able to pad now here against the Edgewood Crusaders early in the third quarter. You want to mention a programming note here after the ensuing kickoff from Columbus. Number seven is the kicker, Otto Andler. He kicks it away. Fielded near the 10-yard line. Returning right to the 15, 20, 25. Cutting up field to the 30, 35, 40. Kicker only to beat. Shakem at midfield. Now the defender, the special teams unit for Columbus catching up and the tackle is made at the 45 of Columbus. But a great return for Edgewood on the ensuing kickoff. And that is a a strength of the Crusaders team so far tonight. A couple of really solid kick returns for the Crusaders throughout the course of the evening. This one begins the drive in Columbus territory at the 47-yard line. That's the way to answer a touchdown, come back with a big play, and now uh, ball in uh, Columbus territory to start the drive. First down and 10, Edgewood football at the 47 of Columbus. Ball in the right hash. Here's the snap. Bagstad, hands off, running left side, or correction, right side, Patterson, nowhere to go. Brought down after a gain of just a yard with 10 minutes now to play in the third quarter and counting. For those of you listening on 100.5 ESPN, and you may be awaiting the ESPN Wisconsin College game day post-game show with 11.40 to go in the Badgers game, Wisconsin holding a 30-17 lead. Should our game go long and the Badgers game conclude before us here at Bree Stevens Field, we will continue our broadcast on Daily Dodge TV while you are able to join Colin Russo, Chris Orr, and Adam Mertz for post-game reactions of the Wisconsin Badgers football game, leading 30-17 to to open up Big Ten Conference play. Second and nine for the Crusaders. Handoff, right side, nowhere to go, just back to the line of scrimmage. That's Holden Port, uh, who's been in on the last two carries, number yep. 33. I, I did say Patterson on the last carry. Thanks for the correction, Dennis. Number 33, Holden Port, the senior running back. With the last two carries for Edgewood, lost the yard on that one to set up third down and ten. Nine minutes to go in the third quarter, 27 to nothing. Columbus closing in on potentially its fifth straight game featuring a running clock in the second half. Ball near the right hash, two receivers. Left correction, three receivers left, one to the near side right. 
Shotgun formation for Gannon Bagstad, the sophomore. Takes the snap. Left-handed throwing quarterback. Scrambles left, and he's brought down from behind. What a great defensive play by Connor Roach, the junior. Able to trip him at the shoelaces. Shoestring. That's what you call a shoestring tackle. Beautiful. He, a great rollout. It looked like he was going to escape, but uh, Roach did not give up on the play. If he doesn't make that tackle, it's very possible Bagstad's able to scramble for near first down yardage with what the field looked like in front of him. Instead, closing in on eight minutes to play in the third quarter, Edgewood will punt back to Columbus, trailing 27-0. Doing the punting is Carter Wiesicle. He's been very busy kicking the ball away tonight. This one rolls off the front of the foot, but does take a very generous Edgewood bounce and will roll all the way inside the 20-yard line Back to the 16 is where Columbus will begin its next offensive series with 7.46 to go in the third quarter. Columbus 27, Edgewood nothing. Tonight's broadcast on Daily Dodge TV and ESPN Beaver Dam brought to you in part by Jerry's Automotive, Air Care, The Dump in Cambria, Reed Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram, and Lamers. I'm going to the dump. <laughs> the dump in Cambria has your it's name like, all over it. That's like saying I'm going to the library. That's a bar. <laughs> One of the best burgers you will find anywhere. Ooh, that tastes good. Here's the snap on first down. Brunel gets the carry. Running left side. Gets outside the numbers with a blocker in front. Brunel up the left sideline to the 40. 45, 50 in Edgewood territory. 45, 40. Shakes the defender to the 30-yard oh. line. He is spun down from behind. Huge gain. Colton Brunel. Game-changing running back. He is incredible. That felt like back in the day when Reggie Bush had a huge touchdown run against Fresno State where he goes up the left sideline, makes defenders miss, cuts back. Bush took it all the way to the end zone. Brunel was brought down at the 31, but an incredible run on the first down play by Colton I, I, Brunel from all the way back at his own 16. Yeah, 16. It looks like the 30. Is that where we're on? The 31, I think 31. we'll call that. Yeah, the 31-yard line. So 53 yards on that carry. Just incredible. Now Brunel gets a break. Here's the handoff for number one, Connor Roach, with a flag down. Roach is running up the left sideline. Roach to the end zone. Touchdown, Columbus. Now hold on, though. This flag is back in the territory of what I would expect to be holding. And that is, in it fact, is. the call. So bring it back. Roach is like, come on. I finally get my chance to shine here in the third quarter. Brunel's been doing all this dirty work, and... Ends up being for naught with the flag. And an injured Edgewood player is down with 7.03 to go in the third quarter. We'll take a break. 27-0. Columbus leads Edgewood. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin. Presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Out Columbus football facing first down. Here's the snap. Powers hands it off. Running left side. Not much doing as the Edgewood defense is there to corral the tailback. With under seven minutes to go in the third quarter, Columbus leading 27 to nothing. Colton Brunel with nowhere to run, which is not something we've said for the majority of this third quarter. He has been the offense so far here for Columbus out of the halftime break. Uh, seven carries for 99 yards here in the first five minutes of the third quarter, showing you the damage he can do. Ball on the left hash, 6.30 to go in the third quarter. Two receivers set to the right, one to the left. Now man in motion left to right. Here's the snap, and it's a little pitch play. Coming left to right, Connor Roach has room to run with blockers out the right side numbers, and he's 
dropped just inbounds up the right sideline near the 35-yard line. That is shy of the first down line to gain. Good tackle by 20. Joe Paulus there yeah, knocking Paulus him out Paulus made an incredible diving tackle. Otherwise, Roach was thinking he could try and take that up to the right sideline, I think. Third down as we approach the midway point of the third quarter. Columbus football leading 27-0 on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement in Columbus Family Dental. Ball in the right hash. One receiver right, two to the left. Shotgun formation. Powers takes the snap. Wants to throw left side. Has a man wide open. Caught at the 25. Get, getting outside the numbers, but a tackle made shy of the 20-yard line. Hauled in by Brady Link, who has been very active tonight on special teams and on the Columbus offense. That does move the chains for Columbus. First down, making it look easy here in the third quarter with under five and a half to go. Yeah, two good drives. So just... Uh... Columbus established an authority, dominating uh, the offensive line play here. A couple of stops here there for Edgewood, but total control here for Columbus. Cardinals a little slower to the line of scrimmage, happy to drain a little more clock. Hoping to extend the 27-0 lead over the Edgewood Crusaders. Ball on the left hash, man in motion right to left. Here's the snap, handoff Brunel, dropped the line of scrimmage, maybe got a yard as he fell forward. Four forty-five to go in the third quarter. Dennis, we talked about it on the halftime, uh, exclusively on Daily Dodge TV. Columbus looks the part of a state title contender and a potential dynasty-building team. Yeah, looking here, Otto uh, Andler, the kicker. He's one of two at field goal attempts, but they've got so much confidence right now. They're just going for it on fourth down. Second down and or nine for Columbus. Yeah. They, they might go for it on fourth down if they get to it. Let's see if that happens. Oh, a throw another. nearly intercepted in and out of the hands of Link, the intended receiver, and it falls incomplete. A lot potentially happening on that play for both teams, ultimately resulting in a simple incompletion and third down and nine. Yeah. The dangerous territory here for Powers. He's throwing three picks. Edgewood is... On the alert, uh, I'd just run the ball at this point. I don't even put the ball in the air here. Line it up and give your field goal kicker a chance. That would make it 30-zip. Uh, Four-score game. Two receivers right, one to the left. Pistol formation powers the quarterback with Brunel behind him. Here's the snap. Power steps up in the uh, pocket, throws right down. side, too high no. for the intended receiver, incomplete. Again, it's Link who had to go up for a little wobbly throw. Link could not haul it in. That was dangerous because he tipped the ball, defender right behind it. That, that had interception number four written all over it, but not able to come up fast enough on it. Well, Dennis, you, you spoke it into existence. Here's fourth down for Columbus. So, well, we're going to get a field goal attempt, give him a chance. You don't get too many you know chances with it the way they've been running through opponents. I don't see number seven auto handler anywhere on the nope, field. They're going to go for it. They're, that's confidence. Yeah. You talk about the offensive line tonight. He's done a very good job for the Cardinals. Landon Schultz, Jordan. Is it Reuter there at left guard? We haven't mentioned their names tonight. You can mention them more in a moment. Fourth down and nine. Powers takes the snap. 
Leading 27-0, rolls right, looking downfield. Now Tux wants to run himself. Powers turns it upfield, cuts up to the end zone, in for the score! <laughs> Peyton Powers on fourth down. The quarterback keeper, when all else fails, touchdown Columbus. They lead 33-0. Uh, I can run the ball too, he says. He wanted to throw. He scrambled to extend the play and decided let's just go ahead and take it. Well, he's averaging eight yards a carry coming into the game tonight. That's his third touchdown run of the season. And that, yeah, that was a man determined he was not going down. 3.56 to go in the third quarter. 33 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. And it looks like the offense is staying out yep, on the field to try two. and convert the two-point conversion, which would put us in running clock territory should they convert it. Powers takes the snap, fakes the give to Brunel, throws to the end zone all alone on the left-hand side, and the two-point conversion is good. Jefferson Mowbray had a touchdown catch on their first drive. Now the two-pointer, and it starts the running clock here at 3.55 in the third quarter. Columbus 35, Edgewood nothing. You're listening to Zimbrick Honda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Columbus leads Edgewood, and Dennis Semrau, what you called for near the end of the first half, comes to fruition after the score to go up 35-0, a surprise onside kick by Columbus, and they recover out of the timeout. So the running clock in play, Cardinal football leading 35-0 over the Edgewood Crusaders at Bree Stevens Field, and Columbus keeps the offense out on the turf. I knew one was coming at some point, and <laughs> here it is. The Dean knows things the rest of us can only wonder. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Now we'll see uh, when they uh, start to sub in here. Yeah, you can see on the far end of the field some of the Edgewood fans starting to what appear to be head for the exits as the Columbus offense stays in control, leading 35-0 in the running clock in play. It is still Powers in at quarterback number 10. Peyton Powers hands off for Colton Brunel. Brunel runs forward for just a yard to the Edgewood 49. And now Dennis Semero, I always love when you get to play rules analyst for us. Do your best, Dean Blandino. What does the running clock mean here in the second half yeah, of the 35-0 lead? Well, it actually starts now this year. It started right before the season. Uh, score reaches 35 points. Um, because we are in, in the second half now, it used to be a fourth quarter. It doesn't stop except for timeouts and exchange of possession. It used to stop if it got under 35, no more. So this game will have a clock the rest of the way. Brunel running right-hand side, breaks through two tacklers. Brunel up the right sideline to the 20-yard line where he's pushed out of bounds. Look at Colton Brunel run. This Edgewood defense stood strong in the first half, but they are just not able to corral him here in the third quarter. Brunel with another big gain deep into... Uh, Edgewood territory setting up another first down. I think I just heard him say the 22, so that would be a gain of 27 on that play for yeah. Brunel. And I stand corrected. Yep, it looks like that is the 22-yard line. He was bumped out just before I thought he may have gotten uh, a little bit further along. Now the clock does stop with a minute 40 to go in the third quarter with an injured Columbus Cardinal down. Number 32, Riley Kaminsky being tended to back near the 25-yard line of Edgewood territory. 
Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Jesse Nelson, the Dean Dennis Semrau, Ninja, and Riley Yauk, our producers, helping bring you this broadcast on Daily Dodge TV, 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam, and on 100.5 ESPN Madison. Tonight's game brought to you in part by Prairie Ridge Health, McKinstry's Home Furnishings, Klodowski Real Estate, Beaver Dam Tire and Service, Slumberland in Beaver Dam and Watertown, Silica for your home, White Construction, Summit Ford, Surefire, Richards Insurance, Mayville Tire and Service, Park Village Shopping Center, Preferred Dental Partners, Jerry's Automotive, Air Care, The Dump in Cambria, Reed Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram, and Lamers. Unofficially now have uh, Brunel for 21 carries, 205 yards. A couple of touchdowns here tonight. So we'll see uh, how much longer he will be out on the field. But it looks like we're uh, starting to make some subs here for Columbus. Yeah, it looks like they might be starting to bring some of the other players in here for the running clock situation, which now begins to run again. 100 seconds and counting to go in the third quarter. Columbus 35, Edgewood nothing. Cardinal football, first down. Oh, Pup, Brunel's still in there, and so is uh, Powers. Powers and Brunel still in in the backfield. Two receivers set to the left, one to the right. Here's the snap. Powers wants to throw. Pressure coming. Throws middle of the field complete to the five and into the end zone. Yes. Touchdown, Columbus. Jefferson Mowbray, second receiving score of the night. And the Cardinals have opened it up on Edgewood, 41 to nothing, nearing the end of the third quarter. And that pass play was 22 yards. And, uh, yes, the route is definitely on. One of the problems that Columbus has is uh, with a lot of the younger players they have, they have to be careful. Edgewood still has their starters out there. You don't want to put guys up against another team's starters if you don't think they're quite ready for it. So sometimes their starters play a little bit longer. But I think at this point now, at 42 to nothing, you uh, want to protect Mowbray, uh, you want to protect Brunel, you want to protect Powers, your playmakers. But this now makes it two years in a row. Last year it was 37 nothing. Edgewood here would like to come out at least score a touchdown there, get something going here. But you could just see the spirit is kind of broken over there now. It's, it's awful tough. 22 points put up by the Columbus Cardinals here in the third quarter. It was 20 to nothing at halftime. Columbus now leading 42 to nothing with a minute 11 to go in the third quarter. But still, uh, I'm sure Coach uh, Selgrad, okay, we had three interceptions. There's drives we didn't score on. We gave up some, some bigger plays on the kickoff returns. There's always something to, to focus on to fix up. And it's, uh, but when you look back uh, for Columbus, okay, execute, be assignment sound, establish the line of scrimmage, and make sure our coverage is sound. It's 42 to nothing. I think they're three for three, Jesse. What do you think? <laughs> it doesn't mean, get much better than that, does it? <laughs> you can't really call it up much better than what Columbus has done, especially here in the third quarter leading 42 to nothing. And now the, uh, the Cardinals will kick it away. The clock did stop for the score and the change of possession. So a minute 11, and then we'll start it running again as Edgewood gets the ball back. This has been all Cardinals since the halftime break. Kick is away from Andler. 
And it will go back inside the five-yard line where it's fielded. Let's see how the return looks for Edgewood this time around. A lot of running room up the middle of the field. Bouncing outside to the 35-40 with a flag, flag coming in late. And a tackle finally made near the 45-yard line. Flags down, clock running under a minute to go in the third quarter. We'll wait on what the official ruling is on the return. Edgewood, again, they've, they've got some good things going on on special teams if they can just yeah. avoid the penalties. It's tough, though, when you've got more yards on kickoff returns than you do rushing in a game. And that's <laughs> their best offense has been their kickoff return tonight. Because some very good field position after Columbus touchdowns just have not been able to uh, convert anything really, say, on the ground. And the flag against Edgewood. Yep, so that'll bring the return back with under 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. We'll and see if they can even the get a snap off here before the oh, end of the quarter. Right, the clock just keeps going now. So they do spot them back inside, inside the 30. Looks near the 26-yard line, and the clock runs out on the third quarter, 42 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. 42 to nothing, Edgewood trailing Columbus with the football here as we start the fourth quarter running clock situation at Bree Stevens Field. So the Edgewood Crusaders, uh, pending a truly miraculous comeback, will fall to 1-5 and five here on the season and 0-4 and in Capital Conference play, while Columbus will improve to 6-0 and and 4-0 in conference play, setting up Whoops. a big showdown with Lodi. Throw over the middle incomplete, but again the clock continues to run as Edgewood faces third down. How dominant was Columbus in the third quarter? Edgewood had offense had the ball for three plays, one three and out, and that was it. They had three, uh, wow, three touchdown drives, and you had the onside. The kick. onside kick contributed to that as well. Yep. So um, they came in in the second half, and uh, basically uh, a punched and Edgewood not able to counter. Third down and about five yards to go for the Crusaders. One receiver left, three to the right. Here's the snap. Bagstad to throw goes left side, incomplete. Fourth down for Edgewood. Clock inside 11 minutes to go as it continues to run. Another three and out, or they're going to go for it here. Now you turn the ball, you just turn the ball over inside your 40. 10:40 to go as the game continues on, and we'll see what Edgewood decides to do here. Been a year of, of transition on the offensive side of the ball for the Edgewood Crusaders, trying to find an identity and find their rhythm. And it's been up and down throughout the course of the first six weeks here. Bagstad steps up to throw on fourth down. Looks like he wants to take it himself. Now rolling left, throws incomplete as he's hit on the run. Turnover on downs, back to Columbus. And the Cardinals will begin this drive in Edgewood territory, all the way up near the 25-yard line, or 30-yard line, I guess we'll say. I think we're going to start about the 31 here, Yeah, 32. I think that's correct, Dennis. So under 10 minutes to go in the game. Remember, ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, the post-game show coming up next on 100.5 ESPN, reacting to Wisconsin and Purdue. Plenty to dissect from the Badgers' home opener, Colin Russo, Chris Orr, and Adam Mertz standing by in the Everlight Solar Studio to bring you the post-game reactions and analysis. No Nordy this week? 
Uh, no, Nordy had his own show, 2-5 to five in ESPN Milwaukee, 2-4 to four in Madison. Uh, Kyle Bruston-Nortman. You may have heard it, Kyle Bruston-Nortman. New show every weekday you afternoon betcha. on ESPN Madison. We love it. It's just different listening to Rutledge and Hamilton in drive time. Yeah, well, we, uh, Jim yeah, and Matt have loved it. They, they, thriving they sound, in drive time. They sound great. You like primetime Wollersheim running the uh, <laughs> running the show there? I like that. We got a name for him finally. <laughs> First down for Columbus, a carry forward. Powers is still out there as the quarterback, and I wasn't sure if that was Brunel on the carry or no. I don't think it was. So Brunel's night, it appears, is done. Under nine minutes to go, Columbus holding on to a 42-0 lead. We'll see if they're able to extend it. And this game is going to really wind down pretty quickly here. Can't see the numbers there. See who's in the backfield. I think it might be number 21, Johnny Cotter, potentially, the sophomore. Let's see what we get here. Powers takes the snap, and yes, it is is Cotter running left-hand side. He's dragged down before he could get back to the line of scrimmage. Nice play by the Edgewood defense, setting up third down and long. And so, Dennis, if you're Edgewood in this moment, like you're trailing by 42 points and on the home turf here, starting to feel like the season's getting away from you, what is the message as you're talking with all these students like and these athletes throughout the course of the week and then even throughout the course of this game when they come over to the sideline you just want to you want to improve week to week for the younger players you're getting experience it's tough for the seniors who uh have seen the season it will slip away a little bit but you just want to go out giving your best and you're playing with your friends i mean there's nothing better for i say for parents to watch your kids do something they love with their friends Powers wants to throw left side, has a man into the end zone, touchdown Columbus. Brady Link on the receiving end. All Cardinals at Brees Stevens Field. Yep, solidify that number one ranking in the Associated Press poll. I haven't seen anything different now. Edgewood's a little bit overmatched here the second half. Clock stops with 7.32 to play. 48 to nothing with the point after pending from Otto Andler. Snap is good, good hold, and the kick is blocked. The Edgewood special teams unit comes up with another big play. That's the second blocked point after attempt tonight. Nice momentum boost. If there's anything positive that Edgewood will take from this game, their special teams has played very well throughout the course of the night. And there have been some other things they can look at, but how about Powers? And I, I actually, Dennis, I find it fascinating, but the right decision by Columbus here, keeping Peyton Powers in the game. He's just a sophomore quarterback. You don't see many sophomore quarterbacks starting at the varsity level in high school football. So he's learning throughout the course of this year. You never know what skill he could hone, what he can see at the line of scrimmage by getting more reps that will help him as Columbus prepares for another state championship run in the postseason. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a senior who's out there. doesn't have anything to prove. You pull him, but sophomore quarterbacks, he's got to play. And again, you've got uh, Edgewood's had uh, their front-line defense out there. So uh, you don't want to put somebody in there that might get your quarterback hurt either, too. You've got some reserve linemen that may be quiet up to it. Uh, the reason There's a reason why Columbus is playing so many players two ways. It's because those guys are ready for this action. They've got a lot of younger players that they're through practice and more, you know, by the end of the year, sophomores aren't sophomores anymore. You played enough games that you're junior or you're senior. 
Now here's another yep. a little spurt kick. See and what happens then. And a fumble. Oh, yeah, oh. well, it's not a almost, fumble. Almost but a little muff there almost. Edgewood uh, having a tricky time. Uh, you know, Edgewood had been so successful on kick returns. I understand why Columbus that was a, just, just squib That's it. a small one, right, yeah. because you gotta, if you take your eye off it, the ball bounces a little weird. You know, it's not a true hop like a basketball. And, so. and on this turf at Bree Stevens Field, Edgewood had a tough time trying to corral it, especially as the rain has yeah. come down throughout the course of the night. So they begin this possession back near their own 20-yard line. Clock running with seven minutes to go in the game. 48 to nothing. Columbus leads Edgewood. Week six of the high school football season. Week seven next week on 100.5 ESPN and on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel, which has made a glorious and triumphant return to the universe. Oh. After Thanos snapped it out of existence last week, the ESPN Madison YouTube page is back. Happy to report. So we will be back on our live video stream at ESPN Madison next week as the pass left side is complete for Edgewood on first down. Uh, and a game switch from our original schedule on the Prep Mania docket on ESPN Madison. We were going to be at uh, Oregon for Wanakee and Oregon originally. We think that one, uh, we, we found a more compelling option for next week, which is Monona Grove at Sauk Prairie. Throw into coverage, left side is complete, and that's back-to-back -back passes for Edgewood. Converted. Yeah. Bagstad going left, finding a, a Apter, good connection again, with Apter. Yeah, he's, and he's been his go-to man throughout the course of the night tonight. Yes, tonight against Lake Mills that uh, Alleman came through and had some big catches, but uh, he's been pretty quiet tonight. Yeah, Edgewood's got a pretty good medium passing game. That's working. They're just not able to establish the run, that line of scrimmage. And uh, when you've got to make 70, 80-yard drives, it's awful tough to sustain just with passing. Here's the snap, stepping up the pocket. Bagstad throws left-hand side. Too far out of the outstretched hands to be intended receiver. Incomplete, looking for number 31, Quincy Mosley, the wide receiver. Under five and a half minutes to go with the running clock. Special shout-out to some of our comments on the YouTube stream here on Daily Dodge TV. Renee cheering on her Columbus Cardinals. Way to go, Cards. Also, Connie, way to go, Cards. Grandma and Pop from Arizona chiming in. So how about that, Dennis? We got some... Live video streamers from Arizona watching our broadcast here tonight on Daily Dodge TV with our friends at ESPN Beaver Dam. Always good for Grandma and Grandpa to get to see their kids play. Big carry for Edgewood going the distance up the left sideline. Look at this all the way to the house. Edgewood on the board. Cade Patterson takes it the distance. Just so you're saying they're not able to run the ball. They pop one finally there. It's a big night there for Patterson. Get on the board, avoid the shutout, and the first points they've scored against uh, Columbus in the two years. But uh, that was great, and he was not going to be stopped. That was a, a horse race to the finish. A powerful run by Patterson, his sixth rushing touchdown of the year. Edgewood gets on the board with 4.50 to go in the game, 48-6 to with the point after pending. Now it looks like they're going to go for two. So ball on the right hash here is where Edgewood wants it. One receiver set to the right. Why not? Three to it's the left. Yeah, why not? Good chance to work on this play. Here's the snap. Bagstad looks, goes left, has a man in the flat. There. If he can get it to him, and he yes. does successfully for the two-point conversion. The 20 Paulus? That was Joe Paulus. Joe Paulus, the senior wide receiver, number 20 in the home burgundy uniforms of the Edgewood Crusaders hauling it in on the two-point conversion 48 to 8 is our score 
Once again, want to thank our partners involved in tonight's game. Of course, Zimbrick Honda, presenting sponsor of Zimbrick Honda's Prep Mania on ESPN Madison, and also Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental, presenting partners of the live free video stream from Daily Dodge TV. Thanks to Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental for bringing us this broadcast tonight, as well as our Prep Mania coverage all season long on ESPN Madison, presented by Zimbrick Honda. We hope you'll join us for state championship coverage from Camp Randall Stadium. We'll be back this year. Last year we missed out because of the Packers playing on Thursday night. Not happening this year. Well, Packers are playing next Thursday night, which means we will be the home of all seven state championship games on 100.5 ESPN. Outstanding. And you'll find out we have a, a refurbished press box. Yeah, I can't wait to get up there and experience that for the first time. Edgewood attempting kick. an onside kick. It is recovered by Columbus. And the clock will run with 4.50 to go. Again, ESPN Wisconsin College game day coming up after this game. That was 23. I think that was uh, to Caleb Syme. Yeah. The recovery. And he paid the price. He got drilled on that one. But he hung on to the football. And now the clock runs the last four and a half minutes. Columbus with the ball. And their plan is just to run the clock out. Uh, Brunel's on the sidelines. I see uh, Jefferson Mowbray with number three. Yep, so some of the reserves checking yep. into the game for both sides here as we get down to the final four minutes. I'm happy to report for you, Dennis, the Wisconsin Badgers lead Purdue 38-17 to with three and a half minutes to go. Oh, finishing so. strong. Uh, looking for those fourth quarters. Plenty to react to coming up on the postgame show with Colin, Chris, and Mertzi on 100.5 ESPN. That's Luke Hall, number 22 now, and a quarterback for Columbus. And like you mentioned before, uh, 21. It's, uh, is that Cotter? Yep, Johnny Cotter, Johnny Cotter. running back for the Cardinals. And you know, these are players who have seen some playing time in different stretches throughout the course of this season. Now Edgewood calling a timeout with 3.35 to play after the first play from scrimmage for Columbus. Yeah, you know, they get a stop and see if they can punch one more in there. So and more reps, use more your, opportunities yeah, for Edgewood. Use your timeouts. He's got three. Like I said, use them or lose them in the first half. <laughs> we had half the second quarter left, and Edgewood had used all three. Every week you see something a little different you haven't seen before, right? That's what makes high school mm -hmm. sports fun. Forty-eight to eight is our score. Columbus is about to improve to 6-0 with the big showdown next week on Daily Dodge TV, Dennis. Lodi and Columbus. It seems like these two teams meet every year with not only conference championship implications, but postseason implications, momentum that propels the winning team, usually on a deep playoff run. One of the great rivalries in the Capital Conference over years, Columbus and Lodi. Yeah, that's one that was... Always on my schedule when I was with the Capital Times. Always covered that one every year, and then it never disappointed. 3.35 to go out of Oops. the timeout. A bad snap, and Paul will just yeah, knee went down. take a knee down as he picks the ball up, so the clock continues to run with under three and a half to go. I don't think he wanted to put his knee down, but he did accidentally. And then high school sports, the knees down, no contact. You're done. I always wondered, Dennis, how come in college football, 
when the knee goes down and the play is over, how do you snap the ball and how does the holder get to hold a field goal? Like, the, wouldn't the, the play be over? That's exempt for a holder. But why? Why? I, I like, don't know. Who makes that rule? Like, what yeah. if the holder's knee comes up and then and goes down? Is the play over? Yeah. I've that's, always wondered that. That's a good question. I've got to oh. ask an official of some kind. Meanwhile, Columbus, big run up the right sideline. That is number five, Owen Cowell on the carry. And Cowell goes into first down yardage up into Edgewood territory all the way up near the 25-yard line before he's bumped out. Actually, they'll say he's inside the 30. Mark him out at the 28 with 2.30 to go in the game. And now it looks like Columbus is going to be able to run the clock out. Yeah, I didn't have him for a carry on my uh, sheets here, so it might have been his uh, first exposure there, which is a great run there. Approaching two minutes to go at Bree Stevens Field, all Columbus tonight. Cardinals, number one ranked in the state for a reason. They do it on every side of the ball, offense, defense, running game, passing game. The one thing that I will be interested to watch as this season and as the playoffs progress, Dennis, is sophomore quarterback Peyton Powers. Brunel, we know how good he is. We know you can consistently rely on that running game, but there will be a team, even if it comes all the way at Camp Randall in the state championship, well, there will be a team that's able to limit Brunel, and will Powers be able to make the plays that can propel the team to win in the passing attack? That's why this is good. He threw three picks tonight. Now they're going to be able to dissect the film. What did you do? How was your footwork? What was your timing? Uh, it was a play early in the game where he took the ball out of bounds instead of throwing it. Yeah, maybe on one of those passes he tried to force it in. I mean, those all learning experiences, so a lot of work on the film will definitely help uh, his maturity process. Columbus football call with the carry, or excuse me, with the give. Again, running right side. That's number five, Cowell, near the goal line before he's bumped out just shy of trying to punch it in. Under a minute to go. Will Columbus get one more? I love it. He's a five, uh, let's call it, five, seven, 135-pound sophomore. Little, <laughs> what do you call those, scat backs? You know, he's <laughs> got fast footwork because he doesn't want to get crunched, you know. You don't want to take anybody head on. He's the guy that's trying to run away from people, not run over them. He looked pretty good on those two those two runs of his so far that have gone for good distance. One more snap from scrimmage here. Let's see what Columbus does with it. The quarterback is Luke Call. Takes Take the snap, a takes a see. knee, and this game is over. The Columbus Cardinals dominant once again. They defeat the Edgewood Crusaders 48 to 8 to improve to 6 and 0. Meanwhile, Edgewood falls to one and five. And Dennis, the remaining schedule for Edgewood as we look ahead, they've got games at Beloit Turner, home against Bigfoot, and then at Lakeside Lutheran to close out the season as you're looking at anything you can do all, all schedule-wise to... All winnable games. Yeah, they, they can try the, and run the gauntlet down the stretch and still earn a berth in the postseason with a three and four conference record at the end. But they're going to need some help to be able to do so because you do not automatically qualify for the postseason finishing under 500 in conference play. Columbus is in good shape. Number one in the state, defending champs, and they're not going to be bumped down any this they week. They want that number one seed in the playoffs too. You want those three home games to start with if you can get them. 
Then the fourth round is a neutral site, and fifth round is Camp Randall. So extends that winning streak now, 20 games in a row over the last two seasons. And 31-2 and two, uh, since Coach Selgrad took over the program. Columbus defeats Edgewood 48-8. to eight. That's your final here in week six of the high school football season. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Madison, presented by Hometown Glass and Improvement and Columbus Family Dental. Tonight's broadcast on Daily Dodge TV, also brought to you by Prairie Ridge Health. McKinstry's Home Furnishings, Klodowski Real Estate, Beaver Dam Tire and Service, Slumberland in Beaver Dam and Watertown, Silica for your home, White Construction, Summit Ford, Surefire, Richards Insurance, Mayville Tire and Service, Park Village Shopping Center, Preferred Dental Partners, Jerry's Automotive, Air Care, The Dump in Cambria, Reed Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram, and Lamers. Dennis, we got our first experience being able to call a game on Daily Dodge TV tonight with our friends at ESPN Beaver Dam. Thanks to Ninja, thanks to Wade Bates, and the entire crew that helped coordinate this tonight. This was really fun for us to be able to bring it to you both on 100.5 ESPN Madison and on Daily Dodge TV. We thank all of you for joining us throughout the course of the night. I thank Ninja, right? We I, had I Ninja in the house. My man did this job, yes. Ninja and the Good Dean and the Hall Monitor. The hall what a monitor crew we had here. We'll have to do it again sometime, fellas. Thanks so much to everybody for being part of this broadcast here this evening from Bree Stevens Field. Once again, your final score, Columbus 48, Edgewood 8. Coming up next on 100.5 ESPN Madison, you will get the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post-game show. Colin Russo, Adam Mertz, Chris Orr standing by with reactions and analysis following Wisconsin's Big Ten opener under the Friday night lights in West Lafayette, Indiana against the Purdue Boilermakers. Some great things and some not-so-great things to be able to discuss. So that's coming up next on the postgame show on 100.5 ESPN Madison. Thanks to everyone for watching us on Daily Dodge TV. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss Columbus football next week when they take on the Lodi Blue Devils in a game for Capital Conference supremacy. For the Dean Dennis Semrau, for Ninja, for producer Riley Yauk back in our Everlight Solar ESPN Madison studio, my name's Jesse Nelson. 48-8. Columbus defeats Edgewood on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin.